Welcome to the Hunter's Hub. This is your host, Fortuan, joined by co-host Pan tonight. How you doing? Doing fantastic. So much better than last week. I'm glad, because uh, now I have a cold. <laughs> I don't know what you had, but I have a cold. Um, I had a. I went to a, four year, a six-year-old's birthday party, and I was too tired to do anything. And there. I just passed That's... out. And I was like, I... I got to give up now because I'm not going to have any energy for the podcast. Yeah, I I, I feel that. And I mean, my daughters are going to be seven and five now, and they're going to have a birthday party that's the two of them together. Oh, God, no. I, I we, There was a pinata. It, it was really yeah. tough to keep the to keep like the smaller children from getting brained while the pinata was up. Pinatas oh, are yeah. a bad idea. <laughs> Yeah, um, an aluminum bag. When I was, when I was still part of the uh, the ex's family and everything, they're Hispanic, so oh, pinatas God. were a, a thing. So, yeah. Um, so uh, Sasha couldn't make it tonight. Um, she had a family emergency. Um, so thoughts and prayers to her husband, who's apparently we don't know what happened, but it's pretty serious. It sounds like. Um, so she can't join us tonight, so I hope everything goes well. But, uh, in lieu, we have my brother Chauncey back this week. Uh, he was with us last week, so welcome back. Woo! And now I know what he looks like! (laughs) That just says you didn't watch last week at all. (laughs) No. Why would she? (laughs) Well, other people... I was sleeping! (laughs) Other people say they can't be here and watch, so maybe that was just a thing I didn't know about being very popular. Yeah. No, I was sleeping. I'm pro sleep. And uh, Steve, welcome back. Hey, hey, how's it going? It's going good. Considering, like, I like I was talking before the podcast, I've not had a ton of sleep because the cold. So we'll see how it works. Um, took some Dayquil, so we'll be hopefully good. How, how long ago did you take podcast. it? He said Dayquil. Uh, how long ago though? Day. Uh, it was 7.30 or so. So about right. half hour. So you should be good to go. No, hour and a half. Hour, hour and a half. half. You're, yeah, mm-hmm. you're, you're ahead oh, of us. Oh, right, yeah. yeah. Yep. Well, yeah, he's got, just off camera, he's got uh, he's got some NyQuil, so it's kind of a race until uh, he takes the NyQuil <laughs> and conks out. <laughs> that I can't take it till 11.30 or so. So, well, we got some time. Uh, if I can survive till then, I'll, I'll try. I, I've been doing a lot better. You can ask Terrence. Like I was, I think Thursday was the worst day was just war- terrible. It was like a fountain coming out of my nose. You don't want to see that. Um, nope. so, uh, we're going to talk about copycat games that did it better. Now we're going to take this a little loosely. Um, when, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I figured because we, we'd have to talk about this a little. We hadn't been able to communicate a lot between between me being sick and other things. Um, so when we say a little loosely, as in it's a game that was made to be inspired of or directly is ripping off another game, but did it better in some way, uh, in some interpretations. There's going to be some looser examples, uh, but there's also going to be some pretty tight examples too, especially. I think three of mine are pretty solid. Like, we made this because we were directly inspired by this game and then blew it out of the water. Man, how many do um, you have? Five. Oh, okay. 
I, I like stretched to get four. I had a hard I time spent at this point. all week. I spent all week trying to get five. I got four, oh. and a good friend of mine, uh, and 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 Chauncey's, um, chimed in and helped me with one. I miscounted. I like, I oh five. yeah, no, I'm totally. St- <laughs> yes. <laughs> so we'll probably do five apiece, if you can. Chelsea, do you have five? Pan- Chelsea told me one. I have I have one good one. I have one very loose one. Like I think I've probably got the loosest, most stretchiest, elastic def by definition one. Mm. Um. <clears throat> and uh, uh, depending on what you guys come up with, I'll probably have a lot to say about them. Good play. Sonic the Hedgehog. One... That's a direct ripoff of Mario, right? <laughs> and it did it better, that, right? That's pretty I, stretchy and I, loose, but not as bad I, as mine. I, I literally said to Chauncey earlier today, if Don't anyone says Sonic was better than Mario, I'm going to kill them. <laughs> <laughs> Why would that even come up? It's not better. It's do thing better. Oh, uh, that's sure. Yeah. That's true, yeah. Welcome back, Morg. Um, so, uh... We, uh... Yeah, we're going to get through this. Um... Don't don't get too excited. Uh, so Pan, we'll I guess we'll do you. you we'll have you last so that you can think of things as we go. <laughs> so, Steve, why don't we start with you? <gasps> I just remembered on one. Screen. I just remembered one that was really good. Okay, write it down. Oh, I, I do want to say I have one down. on my list that is an honorable mention. That if Pan doesn't get it tonight, then I'm just gonna dock off points for her. For it. Mm. She can't. She's no longer a fan of that series. I'll oh, just say shit. That. The pressure's on. <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure you'll have it, but if you don't, I'd be very surprised. Okay. Um, um, so, Steve, we'll start with you, then sure. we'll do me, Chance, and then Pan. All right. We're going to so, do this counterclockwise. For the, the ideal direction. For the people on tw- yeah, for the people who have a visual of us on Twitch, it's actually going to do counterclockwise starting on Steve. Four, yeah. So, two, three. Correct board game direction yep it's about board games we need to do a board game podcast i was actually trying i was gonna say if i didn't come up with one i was gonna talk about how every deck builder does dominion better than dominion i do oh we i do like picking princesses with uh i think it's i forget heart of crown is what it's called yeah that one's interesting it's a little too anime for me but it's still fun i've never heard of this you do get to is a deck builder? You, it's literally, yeah, it's a deck builder where you back princesses. So you pick a princess and they have like an ability and you're basically trying to push them on to be the queen. Like That sounds super I, it's, fun. Yeah, it's and you build a deck to sort of do the thing. Sure. Buy stuff and whatnot. All right. All right. So, so I get Steve, to start. your first one. All right. Yep. This is the one I probably have the most to say about. Um, humanity came out like two weeks ago. This is it, why I wanted him on tonight, by the way. Oh, humanity is civilization, but it's made by Sega. Yo, I thought it was called Humankind. Yeah. Oh, humankind. it is called Humankind. Oh, I, I, I wrote it in my wa- notes. I've wrong. seen this. It, it looks so cool. Humankind. Yes, yeah, I've it seen is very this. cool. Um. Okay, so disclosure, I've put 
I don't know, 200 hours into Civ 4, like 1,000 hours into Civ 5, and like 600 hours into Civ 6, I've put oh. 20 hours into Humankind, because that's about how much time I've had to play since it came out. We had more time yeah. in college. <laughs> so That's fair. Overall, also. I, I'm surprised you put that much into Civ 6. I bought Civ 6 and was entirely disappointed. I was it too. got better. The expansions, um, okay. if you get both the expansions, it's pretty good. Um, I had okay. like 80 hours yeah. until the first expansion, and then I put in maybe another 100, and then the second expansion came out, and then I was like 500 hours. Okay. All right. But no, I was actually so pretty anyways. disappointed with base Civ 6. Uh, but Humankind, I was not disappointed with. Or at least, I don't know, 20 hours in, I'm not. Well, see, that's, it's, a hard to, yeah. it's hard to judge with a Civ-type game. Like, right now. It yeah, seems 20 hours is like a match sometimes. No, I, I played three <laughs> matches. Um, wow, okay. Against AIs. Okay, so here's, here's thing number one. That Humankind does absolutely better than Civ 6. And this is on my computer. Different people's experience may differ, but even late game, if I hit next turn, it is like three seconds until the next turn, at most. That's awesome. That's so, so much better. Yeah. So I games do go faster when you're not spending a minute every turn waiting for the AIs to do their thing. Um, it does not show you any animations that aren't your own units, unless like you're in a combat. Mm-hmm. Um, I just got a message. It distracted me. Um, <laughs> I think it's pain. Ch yeah, Chelsea said that there was something messing I, with my sound. Some there's some kind of tapping sound coming through, and I was trying to tell him about that without interrupting the podcast. Okay, well, hard to hard to, but Mission I, I hope failed. that fixes it. If there's, a, if there's an audio <laughs> issue, you got to let me know because I got to fix it. Um, yeah, I'm hoping that uh, the table was just bumping into the microphone. That might have been it. It's, uh, it sounded either soul banging on his door or you're bumping into your table. All right. Well, did it stop now? Okay. It mm -hmm. was a table bumping into the mic stand. Should be fixed now. Um, okay. So three seconds between turns. That, you know, number one, quality of life change. That's why um, he was able to do seven or three matches in 20 hours. <laughs> Instead of one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, Didn't I, get to nilt a quilt in between. Yeah. Nilt. Um, Nilt. Here's, okay, so here's I Nilt. made a list of things. I played it for like an hour this afternoon and just wrote down some mm -hmm. things that I quite like about it. Um, there are no workers in Humankind. You just have okay. your city just like build its hexes like wherever you want to develop. Mm -hmm. And then once you build a space on the hex, it's developed and you get whatever like the food or production or science that that hex yeah. gives unlike civilization you don't need to have a citizen like assigned to that hex it's just like right if, if once you have the infrastructure you get the bonus which i like quite a lot which then all of your citizens become like specialists which okay. i think and then you can assign them how you want that way Something sure. else that I think is cool is if you want to make a military unit, it you have to deduct a citizen from the city you're making it in. So you can't just like drop a new city right next to an enemy and just start spamming out like an army. Like if you want to build an army that like 
takes population away from your city. And, like, I don't know. It makes sense to me. Yeah. Um, what else did I write that I think is cool? Um, you can fight a woolly mammoth. There are, <laughs> instead of, like, barbarians at the very early game. By the way, before ancient era, there is a Neolithic era where you don't even have a city. And you just have units, nice. like, wandering around, just, like, finding nuts and berries and hunting yeah, and stuff. Yeah, I have a whole city builder based around that period called Dawn of Man. It's actually yeah. a really good one. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, the very early game, you're just, like, hunter-gatherers, and you just have to get enough resources to be able to found a city. Which, and something I love about that That's is there's cool. this huge debate in Civ of if you settle turn one, like turn one do you just drop your city wherever your settler started or do you spend a couple turns like getting a really good location in humankind it's just like no that's the early game is figuring out what the good location is and just exploring and trying to find enough food that you can make a city i like that yeah um and yeah and there's there's animals roaming around that you can hunt and sometimes it's a woolly mammoth and i just think that's really cool Something else that I think is really cool is when you start the game, it does not tell you what year it is. Whenever you research calendar, whenever you finish researching calendar, that is 5000 BC. Ah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh. Okay. So you could have like jet planes if you never, well, A cal- not that you Calendar could, is really like, important. Um Yeah, sure. I I know. It's it's very early in the I mean, trees you usually. Can't, you can't um like do anything with resources until you have calendar figured out. <laughs> you okay. can't, like, allocate resources Fair. for the winter. N- no, yeah, like... Because you don't know when winter's Fair. fine. Yeah. You don't know when winter is. Yeah, it's like, you know, if, if there's, um, you know, winter's coming, is bananas it? or whatever. I don't like, know. You need calendar yeah. to be able to do anything with that. Um, okay. There is an option in it to just turn off AI aggression and just, like, the AIs will just do their thing and never declare war on each other. Okay. And I think it's just neat to have that as an option. Like, you know, sometimes, like, you know, I don't want to build a giant military game or, like, have to worry about someone stomping on me. I just, like, want to do my own thing. And most of the time I don't, but I love that it's an option. Okay. Um, what else? Uh, when you're trading, you make an... If you make an offer or if someone makes an offer to you, Mm -hmm. you get three choices. You can accept it, you can decline it, or you can counteroffer. Counteroffer is always, I will accept if you pay this set amount that the game determines based on, like, the error. There is none of this, like... They have this in the, the, the Monopoly games, actually. Yeah. You can do this. So there isn't, like... But it's automatic, and, like, you don't get to be like, oh, I'll do it for 37 gold but not 36 and you like have to you know keep adding one gold until the ai accepts your deal it's just like mm. no counter offer it's based on the era they can accept it or not if they decline by the way a trade offer that is a grievance that can help you build up a like formal declaration of war Ah, yeah, if, interesting. If another country offends you enough, then you can declare war on them. It gives you a casus belli, similar to Crusader Kings. Yeah. Or the yes, way it works, it's yeah. not a direct casus belli, but it's like your country will have war support based on how much another country has like wronged you and 
you know, you can be like, I think Thanks, your Corona. city should be my city. You're oppressing my people mm-hmm. by ruling them. You are wronging me. You know, like <laughs> Yeah. Um Yeah. You know, stuff like that. Um Oh, something that's kind of fun. The instead of just like there are plains and there are hills, there's actually different elevations. Sure. So you know, it's not like there is having the high ground. It's not just like units are on a hill. It's like, no, in this situation, this unit has the high ground over this one, but that unit could be on the low ground compared to another one. There can be cliffs that you just completely can't scale. Hmm. Um, I just think it makes the map quite a bit more interesting. I will have to look. I, this is a game I wanted for, you know, I saw it and I was like, this looks amazing. And then it just sort of fell off the radar for me. Yeah. So I'll have to look into this. All right. Um, two or three more things. Um, oh, wow. The AIs have their own difficulty levels. So. Oh, individually so. Yes. Okay. So some, like, it's not just all the AIs stomp you or you stomp all the AIs. It's a little bit more dynamic. Some AIs will mm-hmm. do well. Some ideas, AIs will do worse, which I think makes the game quite a bit more interesting. Um. Not gonna lie, most of mine are usually on easy. Yeah, and that that's how I've played most of Civ, just because it's not fun to me to like constantly be defending Get against Yeah. Yeah. Um you do not pick a civilization and then be that civilization. You start as a Neolithic okay. tribe with no culture. And then every mm-hmm. era you pick a civilization to switch to. Interesting. So, so like you can't be like America in the ancient era. You can be like the sure. Babylonians or the you know, Yamato. Egyptians. Yeah. Are the Yamato an option? I, I, right. I don't think they are in the ancient oh. era. Um, yeah, no, Japan just becomes an option like in the medieval era, so, I think. So they're like a tree? Like you, it's you not, start it's not at a one? tree. It's because every era you can just select from all of them. Yeah, you can totally be oh, like the okay. ancient Egyptians and then later be America. Yeah. Or Japan. Okay. Um, okay. But, you know, like, you could, and each culture has its own focus. So, like, you could be like, you know, the Babylonians are the ancient science culture. And then, like, you could pick all the science ones until, like, in the modern era, you're Sweden and you have, like, Nobel Prize and, you know, you're super science mm-hmm. focused. Or be, like, a war con- culture the whole time. Or you can pick to maintain your culture, in which case you gain a score bonus because you're using like outdated stuff. Hmm. Something I thought I did that was I thought was kind of fun was I uh, in one of my games I picked ancient Egypt, and then I just stayed mm-hmm. ancient Egypt until I got to the modern era, which I in which point I switched to modern Egypt. Hmm. 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 Okay. So. Uh, I, and that's really cool. Also, that reminds me of this board game I love called History of the World, where you do kind of the same thing. Okay. I don't expect anyone to have played that, because it's very old. You can see All it right. on the shelf me. behind me. Yeah, it's super fun. Okay, so I had the change oh, of yeah. culture. History oh, of the world. The wonders. So the way wonders mm-hmm. work is when you hit an era, there are so many wonders for that era it's not based on your technologies it's just whatever era you're in 
and you can mm -hmm. just spend 300 culture to call dibs on a wonder and then you have dibs on that wonder and you can take your time to build it and nobody else is allowed to build it but that also means you can't build oh. the colossus of Rhodes in the medieval era well you can if nobody called dibs on it but um oh i thought you said i thought they reset when you uh, advance eras nope it's just oh no, like and you can call dibs on stonehenge and then just like not build and never build it and the thing is you can't yeah. call dibs on a new wonder until you finished your old wonder oh sure so you can't that's fair like, yeah also and all of your and when you start building a wonder every one of your cities will gain an option to donate their production to that wonder so you could have your entire civilization like working on the same Ooh. wonder and build it really fast i mean that's what your country's doing for those 12 turns or whatever but yeah but and you know it just always sucked to be like oh i was one turn away from the colossus and then you know we just we tore it down because somebody else already built one yeah yeah it always felt weird like why can't everyone have a colossus yeah like we all started building one mm -hmm. um the combat i just think is better like without getting into detail but it's like it's a little bit more tactical. Um, mm -hmm. It goes into its own mode, like based on the terrain. Oh, there's yeah. like Crusade, there's Crusader King style events that will happen. And like, you know, like you could get that, like a prophet says that there's going to be a plague. What should we do? And then like you pick your choice and then there will be consequences based on your choice. Okay. Oh, and the camera doesn't snap to AI fighting AI. Yeah, no, that's what I was saying. There's no... That's part of why it's mm -hmm. faster, is because there's no... Um, it doesn't show any animations that aren't your own units. So you don't have to... Gotcha. Yeah, you don't have to watch, like, Montezuma and Genghis Khan duke it out while you're just trying to build an opera house. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and the last thing that I think is really cool is that strategic resources that, like, you haven't discovered yet are still marked on the map. Mm -hmm. You don't know what they are until you get whatever tech. But, like, you'll know that, like, there will be a question mark over a hex. And then maybe whenever you discover oil, it will switch to oil. But you'll know gotcha. that this hex is important. So you can claim it and sort of not do anything with it for yeah. a while. Yeah. Nice. Also, okay. also, I guess, like, the way you claim area is that the, the world is just automatically divided into territories. And if you, like, throw down a city in a territory, then you just have the whole territory. You can also throw down an outpost, oh. and you don't have to build a city there. And that outpost can become a city, or it can attach to a nearby city. In which case, like, all of its food and production will just go to that city. So if you want mm -hmm. to, you could have one city that, like, spans half the world. Just <laughs> by connecting hmm. outposts to each other. And that one city would have crazy production and food. Oh, and that reminded me of something that happened. This was day one. I don't know if it was a glitch or not, but it was cool. I put two things in my... I had a city like that. And I put two things in my production queue. And they were like, I don't know, it was two units or something. They had pretty low production cost. And I had really high production. And it just spat them both out on the same turn. Hmm. Because I had enough production to pay for both of them. Neat. I like that. Yeah. Hmm. Not sure if that was intentional or if that was just a day one glitch, but... Yeah, so All right. lots of cool ideas. I heard a rumor that they just started working on Civ 7. I'm hoping 
that they use a lot of these ideas because I think it's pretty cool. But it's nice to see that Civ doesn't have a stranglehold on the genre anymore. Yeah, <laughs> I love Civ, but no, yeah, yeah you need it, to competition you need to do is some always innovation. good. Yeah. Mhm. Okay. Wow. So that's humankind, humankind. over yeah. over Civ civilization. Six. Yep, and I would say it's closest to Civ Six of all of the civilization okay. games because it has districts and the hex, you know, the hexes, and all that stuff. Sure. Um. So, my, so my first one. We're going a little old school. We're talking N sixty four days. Um. Where uh, we were first getting the what we call the collectathons, and it started with a great game. Don't get me wrong, Mario sixty four. But I'm saying the game that did it better is the original Banjo Kazooie. Wow, that yeah. is a hot take, man. That is a hot take. <laughs> I know, but here's the thing. I love Mario. Mario is great. I just want to Ma slow you down, just real quick. You were like, man, if anyone says Sonic is better than Mario. Oh, great. Now let me come in here and tell you how Banjo-Kazooie <laughs> is better than Mario. Mario 64. Mario 64. No, I'm just joking. Um, no, the uh, uh, Banjo-Kazooie, uh, they took the collectathon and they gave it more meat, right? Now, Mario 64 is great getting the stars, but you get kicked out every level, right? Banjo-Kazooie has characters. Not, not that Mario 64 didn't have characters, but they felt pretty one-off and flat compared to some of the characters in Banjo-Kazooie. Some of them are pretty one-off and flat, but, like, harassing the gorilla in Mumbo's Mountain is, like, an ongoing thing. I think you get, like, a total of three jiggies from him, and eventually he's like, fuck this, I'm out. Now, cr granted... That's what happens to a lot of NPCs in Banjo-Kazooie. You just harass them till they leave. Uh, one of them being, like, Gobi from Gobi's Desert. Unfortunately, you that poor camel that you... Uh, his final straw is when you do a, uh, a beak drill into his back and make him spit out the last of his water into a tree's mouth. Like, that poor camel. Um, like, Banjo-Kazooie ki are kind of mean, but they're, like... They're, like, doing this for a good cause to save, you know, uh, 2D from getting her youth sucked out of her by Gruntilda. It's a very weird game. But um, what it took is it took the, the formula of a collect-a-thon, a 3D sort of explore. I, I think Mario really established that genre pretty well. Mario 64 did. I mean, that's still a favorite for many people. It's still speedrun. It had a re-release just last year. Um, or was it the year before? And it ended last year, I think. Um, it ended this year. Okay. So, yeah, it started last, last year. Last year still strikes me as 2019, so I don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> no, I remember in, it was in February this year. I was like, oh, I guess we better buy this. Did yeah, I, I bought it the month it came out. Yeah, we did. Mm -hmm. Okay. I don't, see? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um... Now, don't get me wrong, Mario 64 is great. There's a lot of great things about it. I think there are some things that I like better. There are some, so like, as far as, like, execution of controls, there isn't a lot of problems with 64. You know what? Like, for me, since playing Odyssey, I can't go back to 64. It's crazy to me. But, like... That's fair. Um, Banjo-Kazooie... 
I felt like all the Jiggies were a little... Like, all of them have personality. Now, granted, there are some generic ones, like, collect all the Jinjos and stuff. But, like, you know, there's there's similar ones, like, collect all the coins in Mario 64, where you have to do it on every level. Um, and I think the music is just better in Banjo-Kazooie. There's some standouts in 64, but across the board, man, t talking a bunch at once is problematic right now mm. so banjo kazooie <coughs> over mario 64 it take out. it away chance <laughs> all right dude, dude oh, go get geez. go get some like hot water and honey while chance talks maybe you're supposed Ooh. to talk and just just <sighs> let it all out <laughs> well first one i'm gonna do i'm gonna keep a little bit of symmetry and standard rts and I'm going to say Empire Earth did it better than Age of Empires. And Empire Earth, probably less known, but it came out in 2001. And I like it a lot more just for its scope. And you go from Age of Empires when you had about four epochs, maybe 100 units is what you would reasonably think you would have, to... A max population of 1,200 between all players and 12 epochs. Now, I do say they lose a little bit of, I think, the identity of being a different culture because it just becomes like some percentage buffs and it's no longer this like theming that I get that feeling. Because we went back and played Age of Empires 2 um, just a few months ago, a couple weeks in a row. But Empire Earth always stood out to me because I like that idea of. I felt like I had more identity propagating through a longer gameplay and not really having that feeling of playing an Age of Empires where it was kind of rushed to this specific point, build all the camel archers and kill people. Like, that wasn't that wasn't a thing, because if you rush too much like that, you might walk up to someone who had mortar cannons. Or a big difference comes when the first people start making um, machine gun carrying infantry instead of swords and shields. Like... I just appreciate having this longer game, and the AIs definitely felt a little... They were easy to trick if you use towers the right way, which might have been overall a disappointment, but having that RTS game that I really liked, that I spent a lot of time, like you said with Civ, playing against the AI as like a source of fun, and this is something I played pretty heavily in high school, so probably... 2003 a couple years after it came out so yeah for me it gave me a bigger game it gave me more units you know it was just giving me that more when i had a lot more time to put into it it's a good one i have not played age of empires in 22 years and i've never <laughs> played empire earth so um, I've never heard of Empire Earth. I but you know, I've played the I've said a few times I've played the crap out of Age of Empires. <clears throat> I definitely think it is in the term of time probably stood up less as like something meaningful in the genre. But definitely from my experience, there were there were definitely those key parts I liked more. And I can see a lot more of the DNA of Age of Empires like move forward and things even like Civ. I feel inspiration there where 
think Age of Empires was kind of a tendril that fell off. Yeah, that company went under fairly quickly after Empire Earth 2. Yeah, there was a second that I don't think I ever played. It was also kind of cool. Like, they actually got to a future stage at some point where you could have, like, mm-hmm. mechs running around. I love that. I usually capped it before that because the, like, because you have ground units and you have sea units and eventually you get air units because you can make airports and stuff like that. But your, like, normal defensive structure of anti-air and turrets kind of start to falter as soon as the mechs start to be buildable because just the way they can output damage, defensive structures just don't matter anymore. So I'll say that that's uh, the one thing in humankind that I actually really dislike is every game I've played has timed out before anyone reached the future era. Mm. I think, I don't know, they just need to adjust how long the games are or something. Or maybe I mean, I can just you suck remove the time limit? Um, you can, but the it's really set up so that like the win condition is that you have so many points at the time limit. Like that's the you know it, mm. it's not about domination as much or like the culture victory or religious victory, whatever. It's really like wants you how many victory to, like, points? Yeah, yeah, and you get victory points by doing achievements, which is kind of cool. <clears throat> but. Okay. Hmm. So I'm uh, reading a little bit about Empire Earth. Uh, the the lead developer of Age of Empires original, basically he left Ensemble Studios uh, to go work on to go make Empire Earth. Oh, there we go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Empire Earth was made by the lead developer of the original Age of Empires game, and then his company got bought by Sierra, and then it got Sierra got bought by Activision. And, <laughs> and now they're bad people. Go. Yep. There you go. Uh, they got bought by Vivendi, <clears throat> and then Vivendi got bought by Activision. So he he left sometime around sometime after the Activision acquisition, and went on to form his own studio that got closed by its parent company. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Poor guy. Yeah, That's rough. yeah. He's had he's had some bad luck, Brian. Uh, game studios looking at it, but uh. Yeah, he did Age of Empires, Age of Empires, the Rise of Rome expansion. Then he did the Empire Earth games. And then he did a couple of piddling little RTS games that never really did much because their their studios kept getting bought out and closed. Okay. Yeah, but Interesting. Empire Earth pretty solid yeah. game. I can Yeah. I can vouch for that. <clears throat> Alrighty. So uh, I'm going to talk about uh, one of one of uh, two suspects uh, that I think Chan was talking about earlier, where I lose all credibility if I don't talk about this. Is it Stardew Valley? Yes. Okay. It is. Thank God. There's one other I've one. Never heard of this Stardew Valley. Please tell me. <laughs> <laughs> I. Uh, it's a it's a it's a popular game for Pan on this show. <laughs> so uh, Stardew Valley uh, is a uh, it it started out uh, on PC, uh, but it's on I I believe mm-hmm. every possible uh, gaming device. Yeah, I, I've seen it on all if, all major yes, platforms. Yes, yes, yeah. uh, it's almost on as many platforms as Skyrim. No way. 
It's Almost. not on Alexa. I was going to say, that's why it's not on as many. Like, Star- it's not on a fridge. Stardew Valley is not on Alexa. You're right. You can play Skyrim it's on Alexa. On, get on Doom. Not on Get on Doom's three. level. Put it on. Get on Doom's level. Put it on a pregnancy test. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Get it onto an active voting machine. <laughs> That's a real pregnancy test right there, Stardew Valley. <laughs> okay, so Stardew Valley, um, uh, made by oh boy. made uh solely by uh Eric Barone, also known as Concerned Ape. Uh, it is a mm-hmm. slice of life farming simulator where you. Just in case you've been living under a goddamn rock for the last six years. Yeah. Four years. Or, four have or five never years, actually. To the show yeah, or before. in case you're just tuning in and you've also been living under that rock. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's a slice of life farming simulator uh, made by one guy, Eric Barone, also known as Concerned Ape, that is still getting updates to this day. Uh,. Uh, basically, you inherit you inherit your grandpa's broke down farm, and you uh, go revitalize the farm, make a life for yourself in the town called Stardew Valley, or no Pelican Town. Sorry, it's Pelican Town, located in Stardew Valley. I was Valley. about to correct you. I was about. Yeah, to. my bad. My bad. I've I have only bullet dodged. Pelican Town, located in Stardew Valley, uh, and you make a life for yourself. You make friends. You you can get married, have have kids, etc. etc. Have a nice life. Uh, you can live the, the unattainable millennial dream of affording your own home and, uh, to, no, it is attainable. You just have to have a landowning hey. grandpa die. <laughs> hey, I, I had my own home for, what was it? Uh, five years. Yeah, I had, I had a house for five years. That's a long time. Yeah. <laughs> so, um... Yeah, yeah, Stardew Valley. Uh, it basically it reinvigorated the farming genre, the farming game genre. Before that, you say that like farming mm-hmm. simulator isn't a thing. Farming simulator is different. Farming simulator is about like John Deere tr- farming genre. <clears throat> I, th- I think they call it slice of life. Yeah, it's called like slice of life now. Like before that, the only major players yeah. were Harvest Moon and har- the Harvest Moon slash Story of Seasons. Uh. Mm-hmm. Which those are those are two different two different game titles now, due to the company splitting mm-hmm. and uh, legal, uh, legal drama. So before before Stardew mm-hmm. Valley came out, you had Harvest Moon, you had Story of Seasons, and then you had Farming Simulator. Um, mm. And now you can't you can't like boot up your 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 um. Jeez, I can't talk. Switch. No, you can't boot up your your like gaming download platform of choice without running into like five different indie titles for the new slice of life farming game oh yeah yeah uh, um, we had uh, sasha recommend us one recently yeah too. gleaner heights and she and i keep missing mm-hmm. each other and i forgot to talk about it last time i was on with her but gleaner heights uh it i'm glad she enjoyed it i really am but it just it did not grab me there were so many like lack of quality of life improvements in gleaner heights that the genre has sort of evolved beyond and also it's got a lot of glitches and i just got so frustrated i got so frustrated and angry with it that i went out and bought a legitimate like story of seasons game and i went out and bought pioneers of olive town oh yeah the both both of the girls got a copy of that yeah, today. Yeah, and I, I can talk about that a little bit, but um, 
anyways, back to Stardew Valley, you know, um, it really just shot a bunch of life into the into the farming simulator slice of life genre. Uh, the the head developer at Marvelous Entertainment, which their only game they really make is Story of Seasons, um, he said that uh, while he he wouldn't comment on uh, whether or not their next titles were inspired by things that were done in Stardew Valley, he said that uh, everyone in the office had played it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's uh, probably and the only reason why he isn't commenting on it is probably because yeah, he's not I was gonna allowed. say I'm sure he's not allowed to. <laughs> and also, that's a that's yeah. a Japanese video game developer like praising a Western game based off of like his games. Mm-hmm. So like that's pretty well, intense. Yeah, I mean, I think it'd be kind of impossible to like not be influenced by a thing that you experience. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. True. Exactly. But also, you can't patent uh, game mechanics, hence Stardew Valley exists. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say, Stardew Valley was inspired by playing uh, Harvest Moon Back to Nature and Harvest Moon 64. Mm -hmm. So, you know. um, It's all all a circle. Yeah, yeah, it's very cyclical. Um, I think that... uh, Overall, I think that uh, what Stardew Valley brought to the really brought to the sort of slice of life farming genre is uh, healthy competition. Because uh, mm. most Harvest Moon games, it's it's they're not quite as bad as say Call of Duty and FIFA, but many Harvest Moon games are very similar. Um, you know, they they do very they do a lot of the same things over and over. I mean, they even use basically the same character designs. You've always got Anne, you've always got Potpourri, you've always got Ellie, you've always got Karen. It's just that they're they're redrawn slightly differently in a slightly different anime sure. style. I mean, Animal Crossing isn't far off, too. Oh, yeah, Animal Crossing was the other one. Though, yeah, mm. yeah, Animal Crossing was the other one in that genre. Although, like, there's Animal such Crossing, a... Animal Crossing, you don't, like plant crops, right? You can. Eh, no. Eh, eh. You can you got Trees, your fruit. but not like the way you do in no. like Harvest Moon and no. Stardew Valley. And with Animal no. Crossing, the real emphasis in Animal Crossing is the multiplayer aspect. Or student debt. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty good. I hadn't thought about it that way before. Yeah. <laughs> You've changed how I experience this game now. <laughs> But yeah, <sighs> sorry. Uh, yeah, Animal Crossing. It's very, very emphasis on like visit your friends' towns, show your friends around your town, build your town up the way you exactly want it, so you can show it off to people. Right. So like Animal Crossing really barely exists as a single player game, but the the Harvest Moon slash Stardew Valley genre exists as a single player game. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, uh, Stardew Valley. Um, one of the things they, the, that sort of very specifically that Stardew Valley did to shake up the genre that Harvest Moon hadn't done, and partly I blame it be- on, like, Harvest Moon being a very niche game and video games being for boys, and, um, the, the Natsumi slash pal who later became Marvelous sort of didn't realize at first that the people playing Harvest Moon were girls. Because video games mm-hmm. are for boys. Until, like, later on they started re-releasing their games where you can choose a girl character. 
and they had bachelors instead right. of bachelorettes. But the thing that Stardew Valley did that uh, Harvest Moon hadn't done prior to that, to my knowledge, was uh, allowing uh, same-sex relationships. You were just mm -hmm. wholly locked out of that unless you, like, hack your N64 and mod it. Which I've seen those. God damn. Kudos to those people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I've seen, like, N64 hacks of, like, well, they're probably ROM hacks now. Of, like, allowing Cliff yeah. and Kai to be uh, marriage candidates. Because apparently nobody cares for Grey or the Baker. <laughs> I remember that XCCD where they talked about hacking Final Fantasy VII so that Aerith doesn't die. Mm -hmm. Like, you have to deal mm -hmm. with death, just like when Aerith died. Now I hacked it. Aerith didn't die in my place. <laughs> <laughs> it's too dramatic. I skipped that, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, to my knowledge, and someone is, uh, someone can uh, always correct me on this if I'm wrong. Please do. But I don't think that any mainline uh, Harvest Moon games by Marvelous uh, allowed for same-sex relationships prior to Stardew Valley. I wouldn't know. I wouldn't know. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, and on that note, Pioneers of Olive Town feels like they took one step forward and two steps back with a lot of things, and I'm really cranky about it mm. and sad. Apparently, um, apparently the head of Marvelous decided to shake things up by, get, by putting together a team to develop a slice-of-life farming game and the people on that team had never developed a slice of life farming game before. So, because mm. he. I thought you told me that they'd never played one before. Maybe it was that. Maybe it was that. I'm, I may be mixing two things up. But the point is, he wanted a team who didn't have preconceptions about slice of life farming games. Oh, okay. I gotcha. Because he hoped to innovate a bunch of things. And there, there are some, like, interesting choices they make with it, but, like,. There's a lot of very frustrating things, and I just got so frustrated today, I just took it off my Switch. Yeah, wow. I, I just got pissed, and I'm like, uh, fuck this, I'm gonna go play a Harvest Moon game with actual good quality of life use, like, innovation. I did get this game today for both the girls, and both of them were already like, can we play Minecraft together? And I was like, <laughs> but... You know what? You know what, Fortuan? One of the things that keeps pissing me off about this game is that the trees grow back so fucking fast. You know how, like, you always have the dilapidated farm and you gotta, like, rebuild it? Yeah. So, of course, you have that. Here's the thing. It, within, like, two days, the trees are growing back. The weeds are back. The rocks are back. So your girls can chop down the trees mm. to their heart's content. <laughs> That's a good yeah, plan. I mean, Emery, Emery will like it. I'm, don't get me wrong. And not... I mean, we did play Minecraft today together, but, like... Um, I got it as like a, a back to school present and, and, uh, they both were just like, I just don't feel like playing it right now. I was like, ah, oh, come on. <laughs> I just, so story of seasons trio of towns is so far peak mm -hmm. harvest moon experience to me. Okay. Well, actually Stardew Valley is peak harvest moon experience, but, uh, if you're talking about mainline made by marvelous harvest moon games, then it's story of seasons trio of towns. And they took they right. took so many backward steps with Pioneers of All of Town. Pioneer. Mm -hmm. So I really like the the team that made Trio of Towns is still like together. They're still working on things at Marvelous. They're working on the next sort of Trio of Towns type game. 
And I'm kind of just waiting mm. on that to come out because I'm so dis I'm pretty disappointed with Pioneers of Olive Town as like someone with a ton of experience in this genre. But that's all okay. to say that uh, Stardew Valley is the best Harvest Moon knockoff, uh, and it basically defines the genre to an entire generation of gamers. And I love that game so much. I'll keep buying it on different platforms to keep giving Eric Barone my money. There. Um, yeah, and that was the one I had marked down. If, if Pan doesn't say this, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what we're gonna do. Um, no, yeah, that was the first so, one I thought uh, of. Yeah, I, I, I expected so, but I was like, because I was like, yeah, I guess it's a clear answer, even <laughs> to me. I was like, but I'm not gonna write it down because <laughs> Pan has to have this. Like, it's there. I do not want to poach one of Pan's. So. Well, go ahead and say what you have if you have anything to say about it. I mean, you've said more than I would ever say about the genre. It's the only game in the whole genre that I finished. I will say that. Um, I had a 300-hour save, which Emery has now subsequently wow. deleted. But big um, That's a mega oof. Uh, <laughs> first try at three years. Grandfather approved my farm. Uh, I married the blonde girl. I heard about I remember um, that. <laughs> Uh, the ex-wife yeah. who was with me at the time did not appreciate that because she was not blonde and she was like, "What you want to, you want to marry a blonde person?" I was like, "What? It's a video game. Are you a video game? Like, wh what are we doing here?" Yeah, that's like, insane. Like, um, Haley, that's her name, Haley. And uh, I don't know. I thought it was funny. I think Haley had some amazing character development that not a lot of people see because they all go for the weird girl these rocks, I guess. Um, I think Haley went for went from like entirely like standoffish and prissy and stuff like that to actually realizing that you know it takes hard work to do what you want to do, and she was actually able to become a photographer with you and stuff, and she'd actually go out and take pictures and stuff instead of just walking around. I actually liked it. So there you go. I like the sexy writer with the long luscious hair. Oh yeah, the Favio. I called him Favio. Yep, that's exactly. <laughs> I don't remember, I don't remember uh, his name. Elliot. But yes, he's he's very much Elliot, he's yeah. very much pixel art Fabio. Yeah, he, he's Favio. Lives on the beach. Like he he just has the built-in hair in the wind, like the waves crashing. It's just that's just his life. <laughs> I remember like not paying too much attention to like what was going on and just being like, I'm going to try to get with this girl and Chelsea being like, Steve, he's married or she's married. And I'm like, Oh, how about this girl? She's also married. You go to her house and there's a, there's another guy living there and sleeping in her bed. I'm like, I don't, I don't break into her house. How would I know that? Right. Right. That was my experience yeah, I know. trying to find a wife and start a battle. Chelsea just telling me everyone I went for is already married. Well, you know, there's there's plenty of mods out there where people have built in like various divorce storylines for Pierre and Carolyn and all the even like the old couple. God, you know, I love voice acted games, but the uh. thing about text based games is that you can mod in whatever the fuck you want into the story. <laughs> it's true. Mm, it's oh yeah, true. there's tons of them out there. Okay. 
All right. So, uh, so Steve, what's your what's your number two? That's my number two. Sorry. By the way, all right. One complete circuit took us fifty five minutes. We all have five games, so this should only be another um, like two hundred and seventy five minutes. Well, I don't have as much mm-hmm. to say about my games. Also, I got two more. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't either. Um, oh, mine was super short because I died <laughs> in the middle of talking about it. So, all right. Uh, my next game is Hearthstone. Hearthstone. Mm. Um, we talked about I this. Suspected it. My brother I suspected it. I suspected you'd talk about this. Yeah. Not as much as it's like it is a better game than Magic the Gathering, but I'm saying it is a better computer game than like Magic the Gathering Duel of the Planeswalkers 2013, which was what was out when Hearthstone came out. Yeah. That's fair. And we did specifically Jesus say Christ, that. Jesus Christ, Duels of the Planeswalker yeah. 2013. Yep. Um, I tried to like it. <laughs> I actually, 2013 was my favorite. Um, but yeah, we played it. I, I just, know we played um, it, yeah. I, I loved that it was, I mean, I played Hearthstone very heavily f- for like five years. Um, yeah. Then after Ben Brode left, um, I don't know, the, the quality just started lacking and I just didn't have as much fun. But yeah. I just loved that it was designed from the ground up to be a computer game. Like, all the phase management in Magic just makes it super cumbersome on a computer. Mm-hmm. Like, every time they do something, if you have untapped mana, a timer is going to go off so that you have a chance to interrupt. And it's like, okay, they played a spell. Wait five seconds so the other person can interrupt. All right, then they played another, then they played a creature. Wait five seconds. And they mm-hmm. played another creature. And Hearthstone, like, whatever. You just play these cards. You can't interrupt. If, if an interrupt's happening, it's a secret. It's going to trigger automatically. And that's even part of the strategy mm-hmm. is that you can force an opponent's secret to trigger when they don't want it to trigger. Um, I love that they just did all this crazy stuff that you can only do in a computer game. Where they're like, yeah, this, this card just gives you a random legendary. Like, there's no way you could do that with physical magic, the gathering. Yeah. Right. This gives you some a different card that's in a total different deck. You get yeah. like a warlock card when you're a ranger or something like that. Yeah. yeah. Or like, you know, total biscuits like Lorewalker Cho King Mukla combo that just like you keep playing bananas and copying the bananas into your opponent's hands so that they can't draw cards. <laughs> just <Like>, play. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's like that crazy bullshit. Mm-hmm. All the fun animations like. You know, when, when you can get Voltron to go off and you get the five mechs and they like, it starts playing a theme song and they all fuse together. Yeah. Like, um, there's just so much stuff in it that, I mean, I, I, I've heard really good things about Magic Arena. I have not looked at it at all. But um, there's just so much stuff that Hearthstone had that like was so cool and so innovative and i was like why would i ever play duel of the planeswalkers again when this exists yeah um also just some stuff as a game that i liked quite a lot i like that you just gain a mana each turn instead of having to draw for land and like a third of your games are kind of automatically decided of this player drew the right number of lands and this player did not draw the right number of lands Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's less management, you yeah. And uh, I like that you can attack with your hero. I think that's just a cool mechanic. I wish that was in Magic the Gathering. 
that like kinda you have it that you have attack and you know you can take some extra health to kill something like i think that's a neat mechanic i wish that there was something like that in magic i uh i have dived i don't know if you heard steve because uh pain was out last week but i talked a lot about a little bit about this last week i have dived hard into a new tcg called oh. um flesh and blood i have not heard of this and flesh and blood you play as different heroes so you have like it's kind of like hearthstone in that your deck is a hero and you have cards that match that hero's class um there's a little bit more to it uh, for instance uh chauncey's main deck is a light light illusionist so i can have light illusionist okay. light illusionist and general cards yeah Okay, so light Whereas illusionist a... is its own specific thing. Yeah, there's but light right. is is unique, and illusionist okay. is unique. Okay, is that <laughs> a thing with like everything? Or... Like, is there dark illusionist specific things, and then there's also dark? No, there's there was like shadow brute is the other one. There's a there's a plain brute, and then there's a shadow brute, and there's a plain rune blade, and there's a shadow rune blade. There are different heroes. Okay. Um. But then they have cards that are like they're named too. So the one that I'm using right now is a ranger, and it I have cards that say uh, her name is Azelia, and uh, a card that says Azelia specialization, as it can only be in Azelia's deck, um, stuff like that. So you get sort of like specific cards that for that. But then there are also general like light cards that he can use and general sure. illusionist cards he can use. Stuff like that. Um, it's a like I said, it's a new game. It released late 2019, like three uh, months before the world set. ended. <laughs> yeah, okay, very so that's bad not, timing. That's not like super new for a TCG. No, it also kind of makes me think. Talking about Hearthstone, I just saw an ad recently that made it was for Lich King, something for the Lich King, but it definitely wasn't the original Warcraft physical card game. But we we played mm. around with that a little bit, and having played that. And being in Hearthstone and realizing it just did that better, too. <laughs> or, yeah, I mm -hmm. also I like that Hearthstone used all the art. So something fun. I've got I, I brought a prop. Oh, I was about to go find it. A friend of ours bought this for him at a convention years and years ago. Yeah. in like 2007, a friend got me this Leroy Jenkins, Leroy Jenkins. print from the WoW TCG game. And since Hearthstone just used all the, uh, like, just all the same art assets originally, then they started making their own. Because they, cause they already owned them. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, it's the same company. But, you know, mm -hmm. that, that's the same thing that's on this beer glass that I'm drinking out of now. Yeah. You know, this Hearthstone beer glass, so. So, yeah, we have this printed mm. Leroy Jenkins, and it was like, wow, where did you get a printed, like, Hearthstone card? From uh, like PAX <laughs> East 2007, like yeah, <laughs> mm -hmm. maybe 2006. I don't know. It was one of those two years for sure, but way back. Hmm. That's something we need to put in wow. like a CGC case, Steve. Oh, but you know what the thing is? What's like terrible is um, so I bought this frame because I like measured it and I knew they were roughly the same size. This thing did not fit in the frame, so I used scissors and cut it to fit it into the frame. <laughs> I mean, like, you'd never know. 
Except, I mean, like, the sides are white. That's why. Because, like, literally the top is cut, so it fits. Well, you're freaking, like, you're freaking out, but, like, I've had this literally longer than I've known you, and you've never noticed. <laughs> <laughs> like, we just, as far as a thing on my wall goes, it looks fine. We just had a long mm-hmm. conversation this morning about some of the collectibles we own. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I was, just as a sidebar, since I started buying collectible comics, like, occasionally, I was curious what the cheapest, like, official cgc graded comic i could find on ebay is and somebody is selling well, like for context it costs about 50 bucks to get a comic cgc graded well at a convention it does if you are like a member and you pay the shipping costs and stuff it's like 20 um but if you go to a convention it's like 50 um but for 25 dollars somebody was selling a graded 3.5 out of 10 copy of like 1973 dc comics girl adventure number 75 or something like what the hell is this comic why does like i guess not why does it exist but why did somebody get it graded just some random ass issue it's not a number one it's not an annual like 3.5 is a real shit grade (laughs) yeah like (laughs) i don't know if either of you know anything about grading quality but well i can guess chance (laughs) chance would for magic magic probably has a similar one yeah they do yeah yeah, cgc grades yeah yeah cgc grades magic cards as well but i'm like yeah why did somebody take this shitty comic in this shitty condition and spend the 20 bucks to get it graded (gasps) and then try to sell it on ebay for like a five dollar profit overall I'm so curious what story <laughs> led to this like listing. I'll never know, but it's a thing. Maybe it, it was something they personally enjoyed going Maybe. through financial stuff, and they just need to sell stuff. Maybe. Who knows? I don't think anyone's gonna buy it. Who knows? I'm not gonna buy it. Yeah, we were also like, who the hell is gonna buy that? You know, people buy weird shit. People do buy weird I mean, shit, and it, but like, I've. I did not know that DC Comics made a, like, Girls Adventures something in the 70s, but apparently they did. And apparently it ran for, like, over 70 issues somehow. Yeah. I mean, comics are weird. Yeah, comics are weird. That is very true. Okay. Um, I agree with you on Hearthstone doing it better than Magic uh, Arena. What was it? Not a Duels. Duels. Planes, Walkers, 2013. Duels. <laughs> yep. Uh, I agree. That's, yeah. I played a lot more Hearthstone than I played uh, Duels of the Planeswalkers. I, I think, didn't know uh, you played Hearthstone. Yeah, I did. For a time. I think Chan uh, was in the closed I, beta. I was in the alpha. Yeah. You're in the alpha? I was in the closed beta. I did not know anybody yeah, was, in the alpha. Yeah, it's it's just part of that Blizzard sign up for our beta program stuff, and I got I got put into the alpha. Same thing happened with me and um, what Heroes of the Storm. Yeah, Heroes of the Storm. I was in the alpha for that as well, but uh, yeah, um, the uh, OTK Hunter that was like super early was what I played. I don't remember an OTK Hunter. I remember like a. What was the mm-hmm. combo with that? Uh, the buzzard plus a bunch of hyenas. 
and um, release the hounds. And the release the, unleash the hounds. Yeah, the release the hounds. Yep. I guess. I mean, you did like eighteen in one turn, but you did hit the you take two button a lot. Was most mm-hmm. of the game until yeah. it was time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You okay. would just you would just use your hero okay, power that, up until. Okay, so that okay, but it wasn't. It was called dam- an OT. Yeah, but it wasn't like the modern like thirty damage one turn. No, 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 no. <laughs> I it was, was like, what the hell was, in classic Hearthstone? Yeah, no, it was there. That's what I played, and no, then okay. they nerfed the hell out of it. Yeah, well, um, because of the buzzard. Yeah, the, the buzzard bu- became a five cost. It did instead of a two. Instead of two, which was the right move. That was stupidly good. <laughs> there should not be a five mana combo that gives you four cards and lets you draw three cards. Like, that's absurd. That's when I stopped playing. Is when they killed that. So we're talking beta is when yep. I stopped playing. No, I played until like 2018, and. I spent 80 bucks on the Boomsday expansion, and I hated it. And I had the biggest, mm-hmm. like, buyer's remorse. And I don't think I... Sp- I think I kept playing after that, but I didn't spend any more money on it. But, like, it's mm. really hard to make competitive decks playing free-to-play. I, so We yeah. might have bought in for the Battlegrounds thing. I don't remember if we paid in any money for that. I, I had so much gold saved up. I used gold to pay for that. But no, I, I have not spent a single dollar on Hearthstone since that $80 Boomstay expansion. I played off and on since. Yeah, I um, have too, but I just did. the money. like. Yeah, I, 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 never, I never gave them any money, ever. So, that, And you could get away with I that didn't. in Classic, but then when they started releasing three expansions a year, like mm-hmm. you kind of had to if you wanted to, like, yeah. play ladder which i thought ladder was super fun so yeah and I didn't, like and compared to magic where like i was either buying a box for a hundred dollars or buying like a hundred dollars worth of specific cards spending quite a bu- bit less money on hearthstone to, f- mm-hmm. to scratch that same itch so i was okay with it until it just stopped being fun stopped being fun yeah, I mean, I have never spent a lot on magic myself. Um, my brother and I were talking about this I was recently. Say, Chance is hanging I'm... his head and looking away from the camera right now. Oh, I don't dude, know the, the number. The whole right side of his camera is cards. The whole, like, <laughs> that whole thing. There's like cards. nine cards yeah, there. Yeah. No, I, I know I know. he's, yeah. a, he's a cardboard crack addict. <laughs> so for me, I have never been that attached to a card game. Again, we're coming back to Flesh and Blood. I have already bought six boxes of this stuff. Wow. Like, I am in. Um, and I don't know I don't know how well it's going to go because it's new. I got our local card game store guy who sells the stuff. I got him moving on becoming an official dealer for it. Um... And like they already official, were, like, like, holding it and selling it. But it's going to be nice having them potentially be able to hold events. Right. And I'm working with him to actually do the events. Like, I am going to be running the events along with him to do this game. And we're potentially talking about making another podcast show that is just flesh and blood. That sounds fun. And becoming... 
possibly an official content creator for Flesh and Blood. Dude, you should like, do it. Their Go for it. That reminded me, though, when Hearthstone started doing official events, like in, right when the game mm -hmm. officially released, I, like, emailed all the libraries in my area. And I, and I talked mm -hmm. to my mom, who was librarian, and I'm like, will you host, like, a Hearthstone tournament, like a sanctioned Hearthstone tournament? Because there was, like, a special hero you could only get by going to these things. Yeah. And they were all like, yeah, we'd love to. And then I sent them the, like, here's the steps you need to do. And then they <laughs> they didn't respond. None of them. Like, all of them said yes. Not he, even his mom. Even your mom. Yeah, my mom, like, <laughs> just didn't respond. Or she's like, oh, cool. I'll talk to our person about that. And I'll then, see like, you at Christmas. <laughs> we saw her way more often than that back then. Mm -hmm. We see her way more than that now. Mom. Yeah, well, she was like, I forwarded it to our person in charge of events, and she'll look into it when she has time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Got stonewalled by your mom. I'm sorry, man. We oh, did, man. We did um, host a, an official Hearthstone event at our house. It wasn't, it wasn't an official one, but, like... We had an unofficial mm. one oh, with like. That's right. We just copied they were the like, poster you and can, printed they it. They were like, no, they were like, if you want to have an official or unofficial event, here is like a PDF of stuff you can print. And we went to the print shop and like printed it out. And we have a poster that's like Steve and Chelsea's game room. Like, what? It was like April, oh, whatever, cool. 2014. It, it, was the, it says. I don't remember the date, but it was like the official release date. It says the magic room on it because that's what we called it back then. Because it was just... Oh, yeah. Before it was a magic room, it was a game room. Yeah. No, it... Before, I, I just said that yeah. backwards. Yes, you did. It was... Before it was a game room, it was a magic yeah, room. Yeah, because all we did was play Magic the Gathering in there. And then we started buying board games and, uh... Yeah. Listeners, I'm... Your money goes somewhere. Lis the money goes yeah. somewhere. That's... Listeners, I'm pointing over my shoulder to a massive board game collection. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can tell where where my money usually goes, and it's 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 this the the, the video games like. Um. So, uh, anyways, um, so my number two. Hopefully, I can talk about it a little longer this time. Um. Is uh. uh one of my favorite genre, the ARPG. Um. Wait, is it Torchlight? I'm going to say. <laughs> no, I'm gonna say that Titan Quest outdid Diablo 2. Okay, and right. Titan Quest is still like ongoing game, whereas Diablo 2 still is as well. Um, but Diablo 2 has a lot of quality of life things that don't really stack up anymore, and Titan Quest took what Diablo 2 did and made a very interesting and different experience out of it. So, for listeners who haven't heard me talk about Titan Quest before, um, most people know what Diablo 2 is. It's an ARPG, hack and slash, you go kill monsters, get loot, yada yada. You choose between the set characters, the barbarian and whatnot. They look the same based on what you pick. They're, they're specific characters. Um, even though they're generic and they don't have a lot to them, but they have backstories. Um... So, like, the Barbarian always looks the same. The the Necromancer always looks the same. Yada, yada. Titan Quest did this thing where you start classless. And you pick a mastery. And then at level 8, or, yeah, 8, you pick a second mastery. And those two masteries together make your class. So, you're basically combining two different classes. What would normally be a class in Diablo. And 
making a whole new class. And it made a lot more customization for your character. Uh, and a lot more along the same line. But they still had the same ARPG formula. Where you're going around killing monsters, getting loot. Playing through a story. You do it three times. Normal, medium, hard. Is, is basically what you can boil it down to. But everyone had their own unique names. Um... You know, it was normal nightmare hell for Diablo 2 and Titan Quest. It's like the legendary is the last one, it's like normal, heroic, mythic, and heroic, and then legendary. Um, and uh, another thing that, um, I'm not sure how much this occurs in Diablo 2. I know there's some changes. The higher difficulties, you basically get reskins of monsters that are more difficult to sort of denounce, like that they're more difficult. They have different names. Like, the skeletons are now, like, you know, something, something boneheads, or, you know, whatever. Um, and then, um, you have, in Titan Quest, uh, you'll have stuff, like, there's whole bosses that are unique to the legendary difficulty. The Hydra. So, <laughs> the Hydra, which I have never fought. I have never taken a character really? far enough to get there. It's just super yeah. disappointing because it's like the box art has the Hydra. So you have to get to final playthrough, um, like halfway through Act 1 to get to the first Hydra. And I don't know. I mean, it feels a lot more like you're choosing, if you're, if you're really familiar with Diablo, you know, you have those three skill trees. But you're basically choosing, like, if you were playing Diablo and there were only eight trees total, choosing individual trees you're not really getting all the variety that one class would have like you're not getting all the right. magic variety a sorcerer should have if you choose the storm magic which is ice and lightning but i feel like you're getting one and a half maybe depending on the, the specialty but the thing he's not touched on that i think i would have said is my first breath of there's things i like a lot better because it has amazing ragdoll physics <laughs> for the era that it's in. Like, yeah. There you go. I That's not something you typically see in ARPGs. Like, the no. beginning of the game, picking defense specialties, so you get shield slams, and early on, like, your little skill that does, like, this percent of weapon damage plus four to five extra damage starts overkilling things, because you were going, like, whack, whack, they're dead. Now you're just going, pang! And it became a game at some point... That you'd level up really high, you go back to the first area, you find the first monster, shield bash it, and see if you can keep up with it as it flies through the air and actually see it land. Mm-hmm. And then all sorts of crazy things, like if you'd hit it against a tree, and because of the momentum, the head and the feet would go long, like around the tree, and the physics of the game would stretch the monster super wide. Just like... Yeah. <sighs> Just stretch the monster out like 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 gum. I think it also... It was all sorts of crazy stuff. It had that good timing for us in gaming. Like, we had got to that place that, you know, we really didn't understand with Diablo 2 that it was pick your rune war, your rune words, your strength only needs to be 50 if you're a sorceress. Like, we just didn't know that kind of information about the game. Whereas Titan Quest felt a lot more like you could bumble through and keep upping your strength and not be backhanded by enemies one-shotting you all of a sudden in Nightmare. Like... Right. I think it was yeah, kinder right. for a medium level of information. So, um, I'm not really following. So, chat said 
Um, every game has something about Diablo. I think you... that's when he was talking oh. when you were talking about that. Like there was the different difficulty levels and the enemies change a Reskin. little bit. And like, yeah. sure. Well, the the difference is that the difference is that Titan Quest actually does something with it. There's unique bosses on harder difficulties. Yeah, like the Mana Core, I think, many... is the first extra one that gets added in. Right, yeah. The Act 2 Mana Core gets added in to Heroic and above. And Didn't Diablo have that? I mean, it's been a very long time since I played Diablo 2, but I thought nope. that was a thing. Okay. Nope. Is I've only played Diablo 3? I felt like... Nope. Okay. No. Diablo 3 certainly not. Diablo 3 is taking a really weird path these days where there's 19 difficulties or 20. I think it's 19. You have a difficulty setting that you choose. There's no longer yeah. multiple playthroughs through difficulties. Right. Like okay, it was yeah, really neat. Right. But I was saying I thought on different difficulties that there were different bosses. Maybe I played it what? once and then I played it again when the expansion came out and that's confusing me. And these are it could maybe be. these are optional bosses too. They weren't story bosses sure. or anything. Um, and like I said, I've never done the last one's Hydra. That is a th something I would like to eventually do. Um, right now, I am playing through Wilson again because Wilson got a lot of updates and it was a game of the similar genre that we kind of put down because it had too many bugs at the time. Yeah, we got to like the end game I mean, and that's the only reason I have a nice gaming computer because like, ooh, I can't run this. <laughs> yeah, so we both like got these beefed up computers and then we ended up not enjoying the game that much because it was so buggy. I mean, hell... Chauncey had a build that you get down to the end of one of the trees, and that, that node that he was going for, straight up bug, didn't work. 100%. Did nothing. Wow. He, he spent There's like a like really a good like, push-me-pull-me system between uh, rage and willpower. So like, mm -hmm. magic attacks cost willpower, so thus they generate rage. And your like basic attacks with a staff have the opposite effect. You generate willpower, thus spend rage, kind of. Okay, sure. And you have the opposite for um, melee and physical stuff. So it was this really neat thing. You're like, every time you spend, use a skill that generates one, it adds to the counter. So you're just trying to keep the counter from one to ten from uh, rage to willpower at four to seven. Okay. And it was just like a flat 50% damage boost and some other stuff. And then, like, man, I just don't feel like I'm doing anything. I feel really weird having a, like, a sword in one hand and a caster offhand. Catalyst, yeah. And I was like, what am I getting for this? Looked in the patch notes, nothing. Cool, I'm done. <laughs> yeah, that yeah, sucks. it straight up was was just bugged and didn't Is there, work. like, a mod that there was other... that, maybe? It's done now through updates, have since... but that was oh, okay. yeah, gotcha. early COVID, The unfortunate thing... Oh, yeah, it was sure. early COVID when it released. Um, and the, <laughs> the problem COVID. is, this game was just buggy as hell to when it released, too. You would get stuff like you would start a dungeon, and a game would crash sometimes. It'd just be like, Wolfen.exe died. Um, I, I had it crash while we were waiting to record today. Um, <laughs> it still has some bugs. But um, overall, it's a fun game. And like Chauncey's saying, the resource system for the thing is amazing, because... It's a push-me-pull-me between willpower and rage. And every class has the same stuff. It's just if you want to use melee stuff, you want to use rage. And if you want to use spells, you use willpower. That's and everyone really cool. starts with 100%. Everyone starts with 100% willpower. So with, with melee fighters, you want a basic attack and to get some more rage. What's the MSRP then, on this? This sounds really cool. 
Oh gosh, I don't even. I bought it at full price when it came out, so it was like sixty. It's on Steam. Four, maybe forty. Yeah, it's on Steam. Uh, unfortunately, not on anything else right now. Um, I don't have Steam on this computer, so. I can look it up. I can't look it up without. What was it? Yeah, I was what like, was I can't look it up without I, putting I it on the, the screen. For several minutes. What were you guys talking about? Wilson. W O L C E N. Which is actually not what I was talking about. It was Titan Quest, but yeah. Uh, it's currently <laughs> it's currently old. forty bucks. You can buy it. Uh, you can buy it uh, with the OST for forty-seven dollars. I wouldn't bother with the OST. I'm sorry. <laughs> Just don't. Um, it's it's not re- it's not sure. remarkable. It's yeah. got an interesting story. You start out as uh, what you would call a purifier, basically witch hunters. Only to find out that you're blessed with the power of these things you're hunting. So you're like, oh shit, what now? And you have like a like a quote-unquote brother and sister, and you're called the children of Hemlock, which is, Hemlock's like the big guy of the witch hunter army. So like, there's actually some really cool story stuff there. They, uh, it's worth like one playthrough. Chance and I doing a second playthrough now. Just skip all of it, but... Uh, and it's going to actually, if you do play this, I will say this, one tip. It's going to ask you between two different campaigns, uh, Classic and Blood Trail. Always do Blood Trail, because all the all Blood Trail does is just add extra elements to what the original campaign did. You're not losing anything by picking Blood Trail. You're just getting more content. So More experience, more gotcha. loot. It's always the goal. Interesting. Yeah, and, and what, what brought me back to playing this title specifically is they did an update that update that buffed summoned minions so like summoning spells that would raise like there's three that i know of that's raise skeleton raise skeleton archer and raise golem um all three of them got severely buffed because they used to not be very good so so yeah there you go um titan quest over diablo 2 which we ended up talking more about wilson so there you go diablo 2 remake what's your next one month (laughs) Uh, I will be playing D2R. I'm going to do a little bit of a weird one. If uh, anyone's played much Warcraft, Starcraft, you're, you're familiar with a mod that was called Defense of the Ancients. I can. I think I know where you're going with I this. I think so too, and uh, I was thinking about it. Keep going. And I, I'm going to have to say I think League of Legends did it better. Uh, there's There's been times that they, they have to... They took the crown as the most viewed television event for the year for their, their mm-hmm. world's championships and as someone who played oh they they still kick the Super Bowl's ass every year <laughs> well there's people not here that care about the game so yeah, mm-hmm. it's not a really fair comparison but yeah there's like my memory of playing defensive agents it was like this seems really cool I like the idea and it feels like they did what they could with a mod inside of an existing game. And then League of Legends actually creating a game with those foundations. And that's kind of a gripe I've had sometimes. There's a game that was brought up to me recently again from Dust. It's a really cool like physics engine, but they forgot to make an interesting game with it. <laughs> this came out like probably 2006. Yeah. But yeah, like League, it's evolved so much, and I've been a light player, mm-hmm. if at all several years, but it's definitely something that I can say basically a month of playing Dota 
I can look back at League and go, they've just realized it in every direction more fully, and it is. It feels like a game that came from a mod, and I can ex- accept that that's just always going to probably feel better. Yeah. We both played League quite a bit, uh, especially when we first moved from my apartment to the house. Like, I, I remember we were queuing up Chance, uh, Ryan, a good friend of ours, and myself. Three of us queuing up in uh, ranked matches and stuff, too. You know, do, you and him doing duos, me joining when I could. Um, the old 3v3 before they killed it, too. I mean, a probably mess. a good year and a half <laughs> that was my main game. That's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a different map. Um, there's actually there. characters I mean, that their lore team. has been changed for that map being axed. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, that's but it, it was it was a little brutal. It was like going into that as ranked, like, yeah, we know how to play these characters. We kind of understand what we're doing. And just... <laughs> I will never yeah, no. prop myself up Twisted and say... Tree line. I deserve to have been was... ranked really well. I've always been just kind of middle, probably better mm-hmm. than somebody who can barely make the clicks. But it, it was fun. I always, I just enjoy strategy games and being able to do those kind of things. And it was really popular, so it was nice that there was always people to play with. But definitely now I'm more into the, like, they always have goofy game modes. and That's where it's at. Really, like, there's modes. a game mode where you uh, your team kind of votes, but you all are the same character. Normally, you know, you pick a character, only one person can be that character. Yeah. But there's game modes where, like, everybody's the same person. <laughs> That's awesome. So, so some of the is popular it, is picks... Is it both teams, everyone is the same person? Or, like, each team is one? So each team picks to be the person they're going to be. But there are times, I think, with some of the modes, it can be all ten players are the same person. Mm. Just accidentally, you can both pick the same okay, person. Okay, accidentally. Okay, gotcha. But it's not... The... Okay. But it doesn't lock the other team in. Right, yeah, it doesn't well, I... prevent them. Like some of the yeah, early... my problem with, I was gonna say my problem I always had with league and ranked and stuff like that is I really get behind and really love the shitty characters, and not on purpose. It's just like, oh, there's a scorpion that kidnaps people. I love him. No, he's not viable anymore. You're 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 talking season two, champ. Get out yeah, of here. Yeah, there's like there's definitely a like magic standard magic element to it like yeah you could do that last week but people discovered this card again so you can't do that anymore or it feels like there's this very evolving meta to it where either you ride the wave or you accept the sadness yeah i I, i'm also learning that i'm already doing that in flesh and blood the hero i chose to put all of my stock into is like the most underdog hero there is and i'm like stock things in competitive games you just can't you can't care if you have a heart yeah. You know, I. Well, it's yeah, my you first. You choose deck to care, or you can choose to win. These are your choices. <laughs> there you go. When uh, ages and ages ago, um, for a very brief time, I I played semi-competitively uh, uh, Heroes of the Storm for a couple for a couple weeks with uh, with a good friend of ours. Yeah. And some very competitive people that he plays online games with. And it just so happens yeah. that an update basically made my favorite hero be like unfucking stoppable. No, <laughs> and nice. it was a wonderful two weeks for me being uh, in Heroes of the Storm. It was Kalefalos, and they they made this update where this he can he can like throw this fireball, a teeny little fireball on someone, and it creates a dot. And when the dot ends, it explodes and deals a bunch of damage. 
and any enemy teammates who are damaged by that explosion then have the dot. Mm, and then that can just spiral out of control. Yes, it gets absurd. That can spiral out of control mm. very quickly. because Especially if they're not reading the patch notes and don't know that. Especially because I can throw the dot on one guy, then throw the dot on the next guy, and then they can run around like... I can throw the dot on every teammate, and then they can just all run around like jackasses reinfecting each other. Mm-hmm. So for like a for a wonderful two weeks, I had the best meta, like team wiper. And then is this one Brent. <laughs> yes, yeah. This like, is when I played with Brent and Seta. No, no, but I, I remember Brent for a time. He was like top one hundred in in hots. Yeah, but he actually didn't mm. play Kalethos. Um, he he tend- No, he played no. whatever his team comp. Yeah, needed. yeah, he, yeah, he like, yeah he played whatever the team comp needed. He was. I was just really good at Kalethos. Phil. And uh, Rager, mm-hmm. Rager um, had this like one heal where it was very like skill based if you could do it right. And I mm-hmm. just happened to be good at that. So Rager was not like a competitive healer, unless you were like really 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 skilled with him, and I really was. So when when they needed a healer and I was Rager, the team would like give me a bunch of shit. They're like, no, 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 trust me, trust me. They'd be like, ah, oh, fuck you. And they'd be like, hey, you remember when you said fuck you to the healer? Well, I want to win this game, so I'm still going to heal you. <laughs> <laughs> but I had I had a magical right. couple of weeks where I, I the, the meta favored the two characters that I played a bunch. Yeah, no, I'm not I'm not going to just attach myself to a character and be like, oh, they suck, and I love them. But it just happens to be the ones that I really love be the ones that suck, usually. And that happened really hard in um, League of Legends a couple times. Um, I did have some good characters that were viable. Um, not to beat the pun, but like my big character that was meta that I loved was Vi in League of Legends. She was a bruiser that uh did top lane like my top lane picks were always pretty meta but like jungles which was where i was like i like this jungle and it's like no champ stop no champ it's not about having fun it's about winning you gotta remember that unfortunately unfortunately and now to back myself up on flesh and blood it's a very brand new game and i'm still learning how to play it very well i only have one deck that is completely built so and unfortunately, it just seems like that deck is the one that's the hardest to play right now. It's also awful it's just against like, what I have is the only thing he has to oh play Oh, yeah, against. dude. Chance and I did a practice game together. He freaking wiped the floor with me. And I was like, I can do nothing about this. <laughs> like, there's nothing can you, that I can do. Is there, like, a sideboard rule? Kind of, yeah. Like, there's yeah, sideboard yeah, yeah, yeah. stuff in that would help with that matchup, maybe? Unfortunately, no. So, oh, like, wow. what, what his the, on, on what his deal is... Is he has a bunch of these high attack cards, right? And they basically have this line of subtext on them that says, "Hey, if you block with an atta- with a card that has six or more attack, I go away. You can't you do it. Like it basically the illusion. You, yeah, you're dispelling the illusion. The highest I can get is five. In the whole breadth of of my cards, there is nothing that bro- goes above five naturally. And I'm like. I guess, I mean, I don't know this game at all, but there's no sidebar cards that have six? Like, you know. He could have some generic I'd, cards I'd, that have enough. I'd have to have some generic cards in there that do it. Um, and yes, those would probably be sidebar cards I'd put in, but I'm still 
learning, so I'm still trying to get what my main board is anyways. Sure. So Have we been saying sidebar this whole time? Side deck? God yeah. Damn it. <coughs> it's okay. I mean, it's kind of funky. It's Pelican but... Town, not Stardew Valley. That's true. I can't believe you messed that up. I'm also starting to wonder if he's already getting... Uh... Oh, what is it's it? Okay. Kickbacks from Flesh and Blood. This is like the third time he's brought it up. I know, right? Yeah, bro, yeah. give no, us that sweet Flesh and Blood money. Come on. <laughs> Show me the poster. What are they hey, giving you? Right. Hey, if we get if we get stuff from it, that'll happen. I'm just saying. I, that's what I've been into, mostly. No, like, that's cool. To be cool. honest, I've been playing games and doing this card but, game. Yeah. Mostly, but have, so. you heard the, have you heard the word of our Lord and Savior, Flesh and Blood? <laughs> <laughs> By the way, new set comes out on the 24th. <laughs> <laughs> that thing kind of works because the you know the, the, the flesh and blood of G, you know like it's know. actually called it's called flesh and blood because they want people to play in person. Oh, that's, and it was that's a thing. cool. I like that. Which is cool. Maybe not the best. Unfortunately, right when COVID happened, you said this came out. Yeah, no, I was saying. Like, yeah, they. Yeah, yeah, it came out just before COVID, and it's called flesh and blood because they want people to play together. And it's just like, oh. Ugh, no wonder I haven't heard about it until now. Ugh. I think it's right. a good response, though. Like, I appreciate that magic lives <laughs> more because of the online, but as yeah. someone who has a hideous investment in paper magic, all the online push is just like, but no, I don't want to buy these things again. <laughs> well, they saw Hearthstone made all that money, and then they were like, we need to Me do better. Me too. Yeah. I want in on it, yeah. But yeah, League of Legends League is Legends. better than a game mod. Um, what was that game called? Mm -hmm. Scrolls? Did you guys ever play that? That didn't sound familiar. So it was Scrolls an Elder was a... Scrolls Hearthstone knockoff. No, no, that's not at all what it was. It was famous because Bethesda suit. It was made by Mojang, by the way, the people that made Minecraft. Oh my bad, I got mixed up. And it was, mm -hmm. and it was just called Scrolls. Bethesda sued them because they they were like, you can't have a video game that's called Scrolls because people will think it's Elder Scrolls. I don't remember. Yeah, I how do, that I, I remember the lawsuit. I remember the lawsuit. But scrolls, they lost. I was thinking of Blade. Okay. Elders, I was thinking of Blade. Bethesda lost. Um, but no, but Scrolls was super awesome. It was like a tactical TCG. And there was like, mm -hmm. we're not doing pay to win. Like, you can unlock one card a day by playing the game. Like, you, you buy the game nice. for 20 bucks, and then like, you unlock a card a day by playing. It was super limited what you could unlock. Um, I don't know how you would catch up if you got into the game late. You're behind. But yeah. uh, but it was like placement mattered, and, you know, like, depending on where your units were placed, they could attack certain units on the other, and someone would have AoE, and someone would have, like, high damage single target. It was awesome. And then Hearthstone came out, and nobody cared about scrolls anymore. <laughs> and if it ever made it out of beta, it lasted, like, a year, and then they just shut down all the servers. Poor scrolls. Gosh. But it was really cool, and then Hearthstone came out, and I never played it again. And everyone I've talked to that played Scrolls has the exact same story. <laughs> I see a kitty. So, uh, League of Legends was Chauncey's second. Oof. So, Pan, do you yes, have a second one? Yes, so this is the one that I freaked out earlier and remembered. Mm -hmm. And Steve's gonna, Steve's gonna like facepalm and be like, oh my god, Chelsea. Planet Zoo! Oh, wow. That's a 
Oh yeah, sure. I got this yeah, when you were talking about it. I this. played this yeah. game so hard for a couple weeks. Good lord, is this game such a better version of Zoo Tycoon in every way possible. Now, I, mm-hmm. I, I did a little bit of research into Zoo Tycoon while you guys were talking about Diablo. Um, Zoo Tycoon and History of Planet Zoo. So, Zoo Tycoon... Um, actually, before I launch into this... Uh, so, for, for about the first 20 years of my life, I grew up wanting to become a zookeeper. Mm-hmm. And then midway through college, I changed majors, slightly changed majors, because uh, zookeepers make poverty wages. Yep. So, yep. and I, I wanted to not. So, um, anyways, uh, so Zoo Tycoon, you know, it came out when I was about 11 years old, and I got it for Christmas the year I was like 11. And that was just it. That was the only game I needed for years. Zoo Tycoon, and I got all the expansions, the 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 Sea World type expansions, and the dinosaur, the Jurassic Park expansions. It was fantastic. Zoo Tycoon was an amazing tycoon game. Uh, then they made Zoo Tycoon Two, which uh, kind of sucked. In my opinion, it kind of sucked. Yeah. Um, and then Microsoft Studios, who owned the label for Zoo Tycoon, they went to Frontier Developments, and they're like, "Hey, make a reboot of Zoo Tycoon." So they did. And it sucked so bad. Nobody bought it. Everyone mm. hated it. And uh, Microsoft Studios kind of just, like, killed off the franchise. Sat on yeah, it. They, they, yeah, they, they killed off the franchise, and there were no more Zoo Tycoon games. And there were a couple of shitty knockoffs. And then out of and then Frontier Developments, by the way, who have made Planet Coaster. Mm-hmm. Um, spiritual successor. I need to play Planet Coaster. Yes, you do. Um... I was reading a bit about Planet Coaster, and it's been called the greatest tycoon game. Wow. So anyways, they made Planet Coaster, and then using the same Frontier Developments, the same people who kind of shat the bed with the Zoo Tycoon reboot, they're like, all right, Zoo Tycoon fans, we're sorry we killed the genre for you. Here's Planet Zoo, and we're sorry. Hmm. And Planet Zoo, Planet Zoo is like... First off, it's like it's an ecolo- it's an animal breeding and ecology simulator. And also you have to manage a zoo business. Which is a mm-hmm. it's also an in-depth tycoon game and it is it is wonderful. It is everything I could have possibly wanted out of a zoo simulator game. Like you have to manage like I water, temperature, food. Yep. Yep. And uh like, you know, you get, uh, say you have, like, a herd of zebra that you have. If you got more than two male zebras, those male zebras are going to, like, beat the shit out of each other until one of them is the boss zebra. And also your guests in the park will be unhappy that the zebras are kicking the shit out of each other. Yeah. They'll, they'll... That's not the kind of guests I want. I want the bloodbath <laughs> guests. Yeah, yeah. Guests will be unhappy that the zebras <clears throat> are beating the crap out of each other. Um... And this is the opposite, by the way. Remember, I was playing Jurassic World Evolution recently. This is the same, opposite. Same studio. The, the fans, okay, the fans want to see dinosaurs fight. That is like a rating. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, yeah, uh, Jurassic World Evolution was another game that, uh, same developer, same engine, actually. Okay. They're actually coming out with a yes. sequel. Yes, yes, they are. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Jurassic World Evolution was another game that they made with this engine. Um, so, uh,. So, yeah, and, you know, you can, of course, your animals will breed, and there's, like, a whole genetics, uh, 
like sub thing where like all your animals have different like gene combinations for like longevity, size, coat coloration and stuff. And you there's mutant colorations. You can get cheetah like inbred cheetahs with no spots. You can get albino pandas. Wow. And there's there's one sort of big failing to this, but I'll get to that in a minute. Uh, but wait, wait, hold mm-hmm. up. Wait. Like there's a mechanic for for like inbreeding in this game. Oh, Lord is there. Wow. Okay. I didn't get this far. I got through the tutorial. Good Lord <laughs> is there. Yes. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, with different species, uh, you different species can tolerate different levels of inbreeding. I guess that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, like I, it's very much real yeah, world thing. Yeah. yeah. Um. Uh. But yeah. Uh. So like, yeah, each animal has like this like sixteen digit sort of like code, in its like f- file in its like background information. Uh, in like the computer that like determines like its its genetics, and it gets some from its parents and some from its dad, from some from its mom, and some is randomly generated. And if too much of the code uh, aligns with each other, then it'll have inbred traits, and like its longevity will tank and its fertility will tank. Huh. That's yeah. So, <laughs> uh, anyways, uh, you can you get your zoo gets more renown the more uh, animals you release into the wild. And, uh, and some animals are more valuable than mm. others. For example, you know, uh, an elephant is going to be way more valuable than, say, a, a saltwater crocodile. Look at all these saltwater crocodiles we released into the wild. Well, You're welcome. So saltwater crocodiles are a fairly stable species, is why I, I use them as an example. Yeah, I know. Or like I'm a Thompson. It's just, just funny yeah. that it's just this just terrible predator. A bunch of saltwater crocodiles into the Florida Everglades. Like you're welcome, nature. That's the wrong continent. <laughs> yeah, I think they're in South Africa. Oh, okay. Australia, guys. Like Steve Irwin ca- caught him all the time. For... All right. Okay. Well, I'm, I'll just admit. I'm, we'll have to unpack that later. <laughs> I was wrong. Yes. We'll have to unpack we this were, later. We were wrong, Steve. I guarantee you're wrong. <laughs> that no, I'm not challenging your knowledge of animals, <laughs> Miss. I played Zoo Tycoon for ten years straight. Like, <laughs> I majored in wildlife conservation mm-hmm. for three years. Mm-hmm. So, uh, your zoo gets more renown uh, when you release animals into the wild. You know, like elephants are more valuable than, or pandas are more valuable than, say, uh, co- um, no, not. Like black bears. Like a black bear, you're not going to get very many sure. points for a black bear. There's fucking black bears all over the place. Okay. Um, so there's that. But also the, uh, the, the higher the longevity and fertility score of the animal, the more points you get. And also the younger it is, the more points you get. Mm. You can't release baby animals. They have to be adult age, which that varies per animal. Which, if you played the tutorial, you knew that, Fort Juan. But yeah, it varies per animal. Like, yeah. for example, hippos. God, no, no. Galapagos tortoises are a pain in the ass to breed. You know why? They take 27 years to reach breeding age. That's a long time. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. I, I thought I struck gold when, like, my my, par- my my Galapagos tortoises, by the way, they hump like rabbits and just keep spawning offspring. And I've got, like, 60 baby Galapagos tortoises in this pen. 
and they just won't age up because it takes 27 years. And I thought I scored big when I finally got, like, a male with, like, perfect genetics. I'm like, great, I'll just go buy a bunch of females and stud him out and we'll bring the Galapagos tortoises back from extinction. But it took 27 years for him to grow up and by then I just didn't even care about tortoises anymore. Fuck it. There's a that's reason probably... they're going extinct. <laughs> yeah, that's probably why they're going extinct. Well, no one can. I've had enough of your <laughs> shit, Galapagos turtles. For being real, the manager and the owner of the place probably changed by then. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and uh, now, yeah, this game is fantastic. Now, one of my big criticisms of it is, the rarer the animal, the more points you get for releasing it into the wild, right? Sure. The thing is, is that albino animals are extremely rare. So you get a shitload of points for releasing an albino animal into the world, into the wild. Okay. That's inbred, right? No, no, not always. No. Not always. But, but they're okay. going to fucking die. Yeah. Like, how fucking long do you think a white zebra is going to last? The, the whole thing with the zebra stripes is that it confuses the it confuses like lions when they're looking at it so they can't pick out a single zebra or like whatever yeah. like any ant like you know a white like snake or whatever yeah. like any any animal like every animal has some level of camouflage yeah um right. or yeah, yeah 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 how how well do you think like um how well do you think like a uh, an albino jaguar is going to be able to hunt about as well as in a zoo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that that bugs me a little. Or like um, albino hippos are another one. Um, now with hippos, it's hippos don't really need camouflage. Like nobody hunts hippos. Fucking nobody hunts a hippo. It, no, because they'll fucking yeah. kill you. But um, albino yeah. animals have extremely high rates of skin cancer because they don't have melanin. By yeah, definition, they don't have sense. melanin. Yeah. So they have high rates of skin cancer, and hippos in particular, um, they uh, they spend a lot of time in the sun. And so, like, an albino hippo, is that really fit for releasing into the wild? No, but the game doesn't care. It's points. Yeah, exactly. So that's yeah. my big criticism yeah. of that. But on the scale of criticisms of a, of a zoo simulation game... Okay. Um, it has been criticized Ooh. by the gaming community at large for being too complex. And uh, to, to that, I, the Crusader Kings uh, player, say, yeah, Mike. get good, motherfucker. You can't tell me Planet <laughs> Zoo is more complex than Crusader Kings. Like, It had a learning curve. Mm-hmm. It has, yeah, it has a learning, learning curve, curve, which I'm pretty sure I, I am not over yet after the tutorial. I played the tutorial, and I'm like, I can tell I have a long way to go on this. Yeah. I I, yeah. Like, I've tried real hard to get into Europa Universalis. I put the tutorial, mm-hmm. and then I watched a two-hour how-to-play video where the guy unpaused the game 40 minutes in. And, like... <laughs> yeah. And then, I, and then I played it for 20 hours, and I'm like, I have no idea what the fuck I'm doing in this game. But, yeah, uh, Planet Zoo does the, uh, like... It's it it's a little bit of a stretch to call it a knockoff because the same company was was hired to make a plan a Zoo Tycoon reboot, but they are not mm-hmm. the people who made the original Zoo Tycoon game. Sure. 
And yeah. No, I I think that works though. Still. Yeah, and it's it's a fantastic tycoon game. It's an absolutely fantastic uh, zoo game. I love okay. it. It's just it's a little hard on the processor when your zoo starts getting a little larger. So you kind of have to like pick and choose. Like you cannot build a zoo with literally every species available in the game. Your computer will melt. Because it's processing all kinds of different animal behaviors and guest interactions and all this other stuff. Sure, yeah. Yeah, it, it wasn't quick when I did it, and that was the tutorial zoo. Yeah, so it gets... And I have yeah. a really balling computer. Yeah, I, so. have a, I have a solid one, not like the bestest and greatest, but I've got a solid one, and it gets a, it gets a little sad when like I run a huge zoo, so I try to keep it smaller. Mm-hmm. Chelsea, so, yeah. did you Alrighty. ever play Jurassic Park 3 Park Builder on the Game Boy Advance? No. This is a game that existed. I played it quite a bit as a kid. And I just looked it up on Wikipedia, and apparently it got criticized for having, like, a super high level of complexity. Hmm. I mean, some Game Boy Advance became pretty complex. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. you had, um, you know, Chance and I played Eye of the Beholder on there, which was a remake of the original Eye of the Beholder I've talked about on this show, which is the dungeon crawler for D&D. And it was a... Ta they turned it into a tactical RPG over, over the dungeon crawler it used to be. That game's complex because it uses 3.5 rules of D&D. &D, all of them. Now, you can only get to level 10, but still, that's yeah, really that's, complex. Yeah, that's a lot. It, it was unfortunately extremely easy if you really like clerics, because at some yeah. point you start to realize that almost every enemy is a human, and hold person and coup de gras is just a big part of that system. Yep. Yep. Nice. You just uh, You just reminded me of another game on this list, but I don't have enough experience with the genre to comment. Mm. So I'll see if you comment okay. on it. Uh, but anyways, Planet Zoo, uh, it's it's one of my like top games of the year, which we'll, I'm sure we'll talk about here in a, another couple months. Mm-hmm. Yeah, probably probably January. We no we normally do it at the beginning of January. Yeah, January. once we have, like, you know, because so. you get games for Christmas. Mm-hmm. All right, Steve, number three. Number three. <laughs> Just so we're clear, it took about another 55 minutes for that round. There we go. Yeah. We're on yep. pace. Yeah. <laughs> We're on pace. All of mine are probably going to be shorter. I don't know. I might um, encourage some discussion. I don't, I don't see me taking very long for my remaining three either. What's that even? Mm -hmm. That's. He's that talking. A... She's talking about me. Yeah, I've I've, oh. pl I've played the. Yeah. Okay. Um, I should have thought of that one too, but yeah. I didn't know that was a a direct copy of anything. It's a knockoff of Eye of the Beholder. Mm -hmm. Very, oh, yeah, very directly. Yeah. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. I'm excited then because I love me some Legend of Grimrock. But, um, okay, so um, originally I was going to talk about another card game, but since League of Legends came up, um, I'm going to say, I'm going to talk about Heroes of the Storm. Just another, um, whatever. Every MOBA is. I yeah. agree with Heroes of the Storm being better than LOL. Unfortunately, I could never get enough people to play with me. Oh, you should have played. That was we my played biggest problem. like nonstop. 
we I didn't know him back then. We didn't know him yeah, back then. Yeah, you wouldn't have, Yeah, you wouldn't have known it. Yeah. Like I didn't know Pan until twenty seventeen uh, at the earliest. I'll say the, the No, we were playing then. For well, sure. the Discord the Discord where Fortuan and I met was uh it actually got uh created uh February third, twenty eighteen. To give you a oh. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, at that point I think I don't know. We that could was, we could start I mean I love heroes. Um Really? Steve, that was yeah. That what? was yeah. It, I know this for Tom because it was the day before I gave birth. Because wow. yeah, yeah. The guy who wait, made wait Chelsea. Yeah. When did you say this Discord was made? February third, twenty eighteen. Okay, our son was born February first. Oh, I I was thinking of Han- of uh, Matilda's. My ni- my niece. <laughs> Chelsea Matilda, just forgot Evelyn. our son, our only son's. Well, only child's birthday. Okay, it was um, three days after. My bad. Look, that was a hazy time for me. Okay, my point. Fair. My point is, my point is, uh, the guy who made the Discord, like several months after the Discord was already uh, made, I was like, hey, how come I haven't heard about this Discord? And he's like, oh yeah, here's an invite. And then I looked at when the Discord was made, and I was like, oh, that's why I didn't hear about it and wasn't active in the community at the time you were making it. All right. Um, so the point so is, the st- yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. The Discord, not the subreddit. Because no, di- I was getting confused. I was getting confused. I was like, the subreddit, I met, like, I'm positive I was writing articles in 2017. Oh, yeah, no. Yeah, the Discord. Like, no, 16. I was writing articles in 2016. Yeah. Like, yeah, and I'm sure, okay. yeah, we commented yeah. on each other's stuff all the time, I'm sure, but we didn't really meet until the Discord. Yeah, probably. Anyway, yeah. Ford, yes, if you want to play some hops, yes. like... We can get the downloads going now. I'll play some Hots with you tonight. I fucking love that game. Um, I'd have to re-download it. Yeah, so would I'm I. Down it because Chance would probably be in too. Yeah, we can we can play some. Oh hots. shit! Um, don't don't love, start the download now. Don't start the download yeah, now. Yeah, the well, video yeah, will. Yeah, no, 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 no. Yeah, the video no, will yeah, it'll die. be another day. The video will die. My yeah. my computer is downstairs with Chelsea, so I I can't. But um, all right. So mm-hmm. cool. I guess this will be a productive conversation. Um. So Heroes mm-hmm. of the Storm, things it's got that I like. It's got fast queue times. It's got short games. Like, if you're losing, you lose, and then you start another game. You don't have to keep playing the same losing game for an hour. It's got fun <laughs> characters. You can have two players yeah, control characters I Gaul. really You can have one player about. control three yeah. um, lost Vikings. Like, you can be a skeleton king that just never dies. Oh. He just turns into a ghost and keeps fucking with the other players. Um, oh, dude! You can be the Skeleton King. They added the Skeleton King. They added yes. so Bro. many. They've added so many Diablo characters. The Skeleton King was a long ass time ago because that was when I was still playing like a lot. Yeah. Um, yeah. They added the Skeleton King. His thing is when he dies, you don't have to wait to respawn. He's just a ghost, and you you can't like hurt anyone, but you can still like attack people. And if you attack okay. them, you like it slows slow them, them down. It slows them. It- there's oh, there's really a cool. there's a reason there's a reason why that exists. Oh I no, there's a reason for the all of it. Like, yeah, um, I love this about here's the storm because so because so the skeleton king being a huge Diablo fan, this has been a boss in nearly every game. He only skips Diablo two, and he has shoulders like he drops shoulders that give you a second life. So like in Diablo three, mm-hmm. and he's probably going to be back be back in Diablo four I'm because. Sure. King Leoric just doesn't fucking die. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yep. No, that's that is his special ability in Heroes yeah, of the Storm. Yeah, the butcher right. is in it. The butcher is in it. 
Yeah, yeah, they, oh. yeah. The butcher yeah. is in it. Um, he's a he was a com- he was a really competitive, uh, tanky like damage dealer for a while. I like that. I think you, you can be Abathur who like doesn't fight. He just like sends yeah. some Zerg out and like fucks with people. You can be, um, you know, there's a guy that's always invisible. I'm blanking on his name, but it's the Dark Templar from StarCraft um, Zero Tool. Okay, he's just always yeah. invisible, like always. Um, you can be variant, and variant's ultimate is that he just like has two swords instead of one. That's his ultimate. Just like for the rest of the game, he has two swords instead yeah. of one sword. And it's he not like a big flashy attack. He's awesome. I love that. Um, all oh. the customization. You could be you could be the barbarian from uh, Diablo. You can be, yeah. Uh, you can be like mm-hmm. everyone from Diablo. Her name is Sonia. Her name is Sonia. Because of Red yeah, Sonia. Yeah, they, yeah. And she has a reskin that makes her look exactly like Cable from the X-Men. Yes. Yeah, and the reskins, like, I mean, there's, like, you know, like, all the StarCraft Marines can be, like, Zerg-infested. Um, they have, like, Jaina is a Dreadlord, which is, like, a super, like, long World of Warcraft joke. Be, like, Illidan mm-hmm. and Malfurion were, like, Malfurion's the Betrayer and Illidan, like... Is Illidan is a, a druid. Thing. Illidan looks they like have, a druid. They have Asma mm-hmm. Dunk, which is Asmodan as a basketball player, and he and he throws basketballs From instead Space of throwing Jam. his like the big fireball. Yeah. Uh, the, oh man, a, Asmodan. The uh, the wizard who is voiced by Great Alyle. Um, she has a moon princess outfit that makes her look like Sailor Moon. Nice. I like that. Um, what was it? God, it's been a while. The um, the High Templar, the Protoss High Templar guy. His name starts with a T. I just I can't remember it. Um, you played him a lot. Mm-hmm. I know I played him a lot. He had an alt skin where he's like a a mech, and then you could make his mount be that the mech transforms into a jet. <laughs> nice. See, this is this is why. Blizzard is known for ripping off other games and doing it better. Yeah. Like Blizzard is the company that is known for doing. I mean, like World of Warcraft is a, was like you know an EverQuest ripoff, and then that that was a that was a possible consideration on my list. Yes. Yeah, I didn't play any EverQuest, but yeah, I thought about that. But um, yeah, Heroes of the Storm, man. Like we used to every Saturday, like we we were in an online D and D game. And every Saturday, like, we would finish that online D&D game and play Heroes of the Storm for, like, four hours. This is pre-child. Yeah, this is pre-child. Yeah. Um, Of course. Yes. Yeah, we play Heroes of the Storm until 2 a.m. then sleep in until 10. (laughs) I was very much, uh, very much as almost, not almost, but I was getting to the level of the collector and player of Magic as Chauncey. And then I had a kid and I quit Magic. So I, I understand. Yeah. But yeah, and also I mean like and I don't know, this isn't um I played a little bit of the Dota mod, which that was a mod, and that was a very long time ago that I played that. Um mm-hmm. I have not played I played a very teeny bit of Dota two. Um I have not played Heroes of New Earth or League of Legends or kind of the other popular MOBAs. Mm-hmm. Dota two like, was really disappointing. Uh, I just couldn't really get into it. Um, the only other one you played like, was Dungeon Defenders. That that's not really a MOBA. 
It, yeah, it's it's more of a tower defense game than a MOBA. Yeah, I would uh, completely sure. call that a tower defense. Um, They're similar, though. There's a lot of tower defense in MOBAs. It just, I would agree with that, You're more too. focused on yeah. the, the structures in a tower yeah. defense than the yeah. heroes. Th- there was about a month where Steve and I and our two college roommates, uh, we just hard into Dungeon Defenders. You guys hard into, into Dungeon Defenders. I was like, this game is neat. And then I came back, and you were all like, we're level 99. And I'm like... There are levels in Dungeon I'm Defender. level seven. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I'm then, then we're like, it's okay, Steve, we'll level you. And I'm like, my attack did like 400 damage, and all their attacks were like six-digit numbers. Mm. And then we were like, ah, oh, it's lame leveling Steve. Let's all move on to a different game. And we all played Civ. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um... But anyway, there's versus AI in Heroes of the Storm. When you're just sick of other people's shit, you can just versus AI. I don't yep. know if that's in other MOBAs. It's in League. It is. And definitely it's in, in Dota 2. There's also, back, I mean, I haven't played it in ages. We occasionally, I guess, play it with Robert when the when the, the mood strikes us. But there is, like, a sort of weekly wacky game where, like, so, there's some sort of weird twist. and you know. I'm, like, always disappointed with those, I will say. They tend to drag on long because of whatever the wacky mechanic is. Yeah, or it's like, there's one lane, and you guys are five feet apart, go. Mm. Which one team will just stop the other one, and then it's a murder. <laughs> oh, who's who's the ninja guy from uh, Overwatch? Oh. Um, oh, is, shoot. Is it Hanzo, or is that the bow and arrow guy? Hanzo. Hanzo's the bow and arrow Hanzo's guy. Hanzo's the bow and arrow. It's his brother. Shit. Uh, Genji? Genji? Genji. Okay, so I I fucking love... I I don't even like playing Genji in HOTS, but you know what? I I fucking love that there is a skin uh, for Genji that looks like the Evangelion uh, mecha, which that is meaningless to you, Fortuan. I know what it is. But yeah, there's a Genji skin that looks like the Evangelion mech, and it it makes me happy even though... Evangelion has the worst protagonist to ever. Protagonist? Oh, don't Chauncey. say that, Chelsea. Chaun- you're asking for trouble. Chauncey, oh, I've you- not watched it. Okay. Shinji Ikari is the worst protagonist. I don't care, Steve. He's the worst. I'm not. I'm not gonna argue with you. I'm just saying. Don't say that on the internet, man. Internet, I challenge you. If any any oh, listeners hear me, I challenge you to convince oh, hey. me that a different protagonist is worse than Shinji Ikari. Fortuan, I've been meaning to say for like two hours, uh, you need a full screen Discord. Oh my god! It <laughs> no, it is. No, I'm, I'm watching the stream. It's not. It was I full screened. I unfull screened it and I re full screened it. Now there we, we are full now screen. Okay. So what else you got? What do you got now, Fortuan? Okay, um, so this is going to be a little, uh, I don't know. I'd like to put a disclaimer. This is subjective. Sketchy. All of our stuff is subjective, as always. However, and it's not sketchy, no. It, it is It is very derivative of the game that it is. Um, so I have found a game very recently that I feel is better than Darkest Dungeon at Darkest Dungeon's own game. Wow. It is called Erratus, Lord of the Dead. Now, take Darkest Dungeon. What's the platform? I, I, where, where is this at? It, I, I was on GOG. 
I got it on sale. I think it is still on sale. It is probably also on Steam. I have not seen it on anything aside from PC. Eratus, Lord of the Dead, you play as a necromancer that wants to take over the world. So you are controlling the things in the dungeon. Can you spell this for and me? You are uh, I-R-A-T-U-S colon Lord of the Dead. Got it. Thank you. There's an, Thank you. There's there's an expansion called Wrath of the Necromancer as well that adds a couple new units. That's cool. That's cool. I'm, I'm um, good. Keep going. So for the listeners, if you play Darkest Dungeon, you go take a group of heroes that keep coming into this town, keep going into the dungeon, trying to get to the end of this, this, this basically save this festering town. Very dark and depressing. You got a narrator. This thing flips it on the head. Your character is the necromancer, and your character is the narrator. And you are playing the necromancer who has active spells that can fuck with the heroes, as well as you create your units, so you kill enemies, they drop body parts, you put them together to make zombies, skeletons, banshees, and witches, and death knights, and all, like, mummies. This game sounds right. It works... This the, it works exactly like Darkest Dungeon, where position matters. You are fighting different positions, and you unlock other units through achievements. So, like, um, I have an achievement right now where I'm supposed to deal damage to my own units. Um, losing a minion is still bad. It's not as bad as losing a hero because you can always just um, kill. You can always just craft a new unit if you have the parts. And you get parts pretty freely. I have an overflow of a lot of parts right now. Um, so, Fortuan, when, one I played, of the th oh, when I played Darkest Dungeon, it kind of bummed me out how oppressive the game was. And I actually, like, just couldn't even get into it. This is easier. Okay. This is easier. No, like, this is like the narration easier. and the setting kind of bummed him out. No, but also, like, I died a lot. And I was like, man. The narration, it's a, it's a little flipped, right? Um... It's a little more aggressive to the heroes. It's like, oh, yes, another one for the grave. Like, it's very positive on your end. Cool, cool. Um, it has a lot more difficulty settings than Darkest Dungeon, which was like... <coughs> God, I talked too long before taking a breath. Um, let me stabilize myself. Got dizzy for that I, uh... Listeners, <laughs> you can't see the smile on my face, but I, I just watched the trailer while Fortuan was talking. And I'm jazzed. Yeah, this thing's amazing. I, I specifically started this this because I saw this on sale. I got it. I suggested this topic before I played this game. I played this game, it's on the list. It's number one. I it's my highlight of the wow. list for me. <clears throat> and I have only been playing this game this week. Like, like I've, I'm not finished with my first run. Now it is much more of a roguelike than Darkest Dungeon, as in fact you are doing runs. You are doing a run to the end. You can fail and once you lose all minions and I guess ability to create minions, and you fail to take over the world as a necromancer. You can build up your build, your cemetery as you go. So you build up the facilities, right? You don't have to manage stress. Stress is something that you do to the enemies. That's right. That so you, convinces me. That was the thing when I was playing Ghost <clears throat> Dungeon. They do, they do the same things where they might accidentally attack a fellow or that kind of thing. Now, here's a, here's a cool thing. Other There's some 
I think they went deeper into the mechanics on certain things of like how to manipulate units and stuff. For instance, you can be a, I haven't got one yet, but I infer from the achievements and how to unlock the dampier <clears throat> is that you can unlock you can coax humans to your side by turning them into vampires. So you can drink their blood and make them your servants and pull them onto your side and make them fight their party members. Um, you do physical damage, magic damage, which there's two different kinds of resistances. And then you also do um, stress damage. And if you do enough stress damage, they go insane. They can die of heart attacks just like you can in, in Darkest Dungeon. Um, there's all sorts of crazy stuff. Uh, I'm in, there are, in a run, you have to get through, it's much more like a roguelike in the fact of something like FTL, where you actually have a path you have to go through and you're getting buffs and dungeons and they, the random events are specifically tied to quests, which are a certain tile. So you don't have necessarily random events. You have random quests. So you'll have like some decision making on that end. It's much more traditional roguelike than Darkest Dungeon. Where rogue, roguelike Darkest Dungeon is like random stats and that kind of stuff for the heroes that you can manipulate. Uh, the difference with the sort of customization of characters on this versus Darkest Dungeon, your facilities are more limited than Darkest Dungeon, I would say. Um, you have some facilities to heal units between fights. You have some to... Like, uh, you have to sacrifice minions to make the facility, too. So, like, the like there's an altar that gets you more resources to build facilities. And, like, in order to get more resources, you have to sacrifice a minion. So, like, there's a lot more of, like, your heroes from Darkest Dungeon are essentially your, your fuel. So, because you're a necromancer, right? I mean, you're just throwing skeletons and zombies at people. and They don't not matter, but they, you know... You can spare a one or two. The units themselves are actually really cool. There's, I can't remember her name, but there's one that's like sort of like an undead archer. Her big thing is that she's in love with you, and her like all of her voice lines are like, "Ah, oh, my king," and like, like I'll, I'll do this for you, my love. And she gets hit. She's worried if she's not pretty enough for you. Um, stuff like that. You know, like you know, it it would be. It'd be a little tastier if she was some kind of a Sylvanas Windrunner knockoff. Maybe. I mean, but she is she, a she bow user. Absolutely isn't though, because Sylvanas has an absolute like disgust and hatred of Arthas, which you know I don't need to explain to you right. two, but it just <clears throat> right. No, that you're would right. be just a little tastier if if she was the other way around. Well, the Banshees to me are hilarious because the Banshees are unwilling servants. So they keep telling the opposing team to run away, and when a different unit kills someone, she screams at them, "Murderer!" <gasps> uh, oh, stuff like that. No, no, that fits with like OG, like fantasy, like OG folklore banshees. So yeah, mm -hmm. because you know, you know, you just this ghost shows up and screaming, "Run away!" Murderer. Uh, the liches are super cocky. The liches that you make, and liches aren't really hard to make too. The liches are like, ah. God, that was too easy, basically. Or like, oh, geez, more fodder. Or like, stuff like that. Um, you get 
they all have cool abilities. When you level up their abilities, you can level up all of their stats individually. Here's one of the cool things. If you lose a unit, they leave their brain. And you can put the brain into a new unit. And the level is, is considered by the brain. So if you lost a level 15 monster, it drops a level 15 brain. So you shove that level 15 brain into a level 1 monster, it becomes a level 15 monster. That's so cool, man. Nice. And that is all that you lose the items that were attached to them. They can all carry two items just like in other things. And you have to craft those or find those. And there's like monster specific ones. Like the Banshees have glass slippers that only they can use. The Skeletons have a bone that only they can use. Um, stuff like that. Um, some other units off the top of my head. There's werewolves. There's headless horsemen. There's a reaper, which is just like a, like a knight on a skeletal horse. I would say that's probably close to the headless horseman. I haven't unlocked the headless horseman yet. Um, zombies, skeletons, uh, werewolves. Werewolves are fun. They're sort of like um, a lot of these kind of do play directly with what their counterpart would have been in Darkest Dungeon. There are also enemy heroes that are like Darkest Dungeon. Uh, heroes and I like that there are different kinds of heroes too like the 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 roguelike floors I'm going through you start in like what they call the caves or the dungeons or something and then there's there's you have to go through that thing and there's a boss battle at the end and then you go through the next level and then you have dwarves so I'm in the dwarven mines right now and I'm fighting a bunch of dwarves and there's like dwarves and mechs like, like these, you know, like it's basically like, like steampunk mechs because it's not like, you know, cyber stuff, but pretty cool stuff. Um, I've enjoyed this game quite a bit. Um, and I've only played it this week. So, but Erratus Lord of the Dead is, uh, a better darkest dungeon. It's easier. It's funner. It has easier difficulties and there's only... Um, there are two units that you have to beat it on a certain difficulty to unlock, and it's not the easiest one. It might be the second easiest one or the third. It's not the hardest for sure. Um, but in the, they have like a decent tutorial where they teach you everything. Whereas Darkest Dungeon has like one fight that's a tutorial, and that's kind of it. It's like the first half of the first floor is the tutorial first half of the first area i should say and they teach you everything um how to craft minions and all that um you can also use like i said the direct spells are a big thing i don't use it too often but if you're like okay i'm in a bit of a pinch i can use my necromancer's spells to like do a bunch of psychic damage to their whole team maybe throw them off course or something and rearrange them uh, as well of course you can also get to equip your necromancer with items so i have like a hook for my uh, item that just has a generic passive of any time the units on the opposing team switch positions, they take seven physical and seven mental damage immediately. They're just, anytime they move, they just take damage. Which isn't a lot when you, you get later in the game, but um, also things have armor values. Uh, it's another thing I should say that, that changes it up quite a bit. So you have a certain armor value, and they have to do a they have to have a certain attack power, 
or they can't go through your armor. So you're, some of your heavier units actually can't be hurt by smaller, quick-hitting, fast-attacking units. Like, it's actually kind of a little more in-depth on the combat because of that. Because so armor is a big deal. And yeah, there you go. And they have ultimate attacks. That's the last one. They all have ultimate attacks. So, Herodotus, Lord of the Dead. I only nice. coughed once during that. Good job, Fortois. Made it. <clears throat> yeah, so, uh, Chance, number three. <laughs> I'm going to do a little bit of cheat and say, we've uh -huh. had, like, Star Wars movie title games for a very long time. Like, I remember playing Empire Strikes Back on Game Boy. 2D, running around, not yeah. finding hardly any force powers ever. But I'm going to say... All of those really pale in comparison to Lego Star Wars games, if you've never played them. They I have played take... a reasonable amount of Lego I Star Wars. We have played... I have played some, like... I played the original Lego Star Wars games, and I was like, this was a neat game to play with my younger siblings, and I forgot all about the Lego video game genre for, like, ten years. <laughs> Well, the, the big one we really lean into was uh, Lego Star Wars 2, the original trilogy. So, four, five, six movies. And mm -hmm. the the aspect of it is something I really enjoy in games is, like, you play through maps and you have to play as certain characters. And, of course, if you die, you explode into Lego bits, which is hilarious. But some of the things you get later in the game, once you have all the upgrades and you've done everything, there's a golden fountain just spraying Legos. And I think Moss Eisley is your, uh, like base area before you're yeah. doing anything specific so it's just spraying legos everywhere but you also can go back and not follow storyline so you can play c3po and chewy in places they shouldn't be mm -hmm. but my experience with like playing this game and it was fun there's a little bit of a light action game like if you kind of take i don't know god of war or anything like that and make it super not serious <laughs> You move around freely and like swing a weapon. Sure. Like, like Boulder's Gate yeah. might be a better Dark Alliance might be a better comparison yeah. of control. But like it was, it was a really good experience. And there's always been, you know, games tied to movies that just didn't quite do what we wanted. And I think Lego specifically was able to take that tense of, we know we can't give you a fulfilling movie re-experience, but we can at least do something fun. And I think they did something fun really well. Just, and they always have great humor in it, they, too. They do. I'm just curious, did you play the Episode 3 video game? I don't, I don't, think I don't remember I, doing so. It might be nostalgia, but I actually really liked that when it came out. Like, it, it was interesting because, like, you... Like, for the first third, you could play as Anakin or Obi-Wan, but then, like, in the movie when they break up, you have to, like, pick one, and then you follow that path, and then at mm. the end, you have to fight the other one as, like, the final boss. And if you do Anakin's bath, you can, like, you can kill Obi-Wan, <clears throat> and then you go and you, like, kill the Emperor. <laughs> mm. Well, that's neat. And it so... also had, like, a versus mode. Where you could, like, pick any two Jedi that, like, were in the game and just, like, play against another player. You could also pick, like, Episode 4 Darth Vader and Episode 4 Obi-Wan. And Episode 4 Obi-Wan would have a move where he holds his lightsaber straight up. 
and if you get a hit with a lightsaber while you do that, you win. Mm. <laughs> That's funny. That's about what I remember. I haven't played it since 2005, but I remember yeah, like because like, I I played the episode two game and it was horrible. Mm. And then the episode three game I actually really liked. Hmm. Yeah, we played. It was the original trilogy, is what it was called. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we we played it over a single night, New Year's Eve. That sounds awesome. We just. Just the two of us. Um, my, my parents have a tradition since high school of just fucking off during a holiday and leaving my brother uh, off to ourselves. Like this holiday. This Monday, it's just me and him. <laughs> Don't worry. It's not like anybody's birthday is tomorrow or anything. Rip. Oh, yeah. It is Chauncey's birthday tomorrow. Oh. Yeah, they're not here. How old are you going to be, Chauncey? 32? 32. Okay. 32. And... Him and Dad have the same problem. They don't minutes. care enough to remember their age. <laughs> it, I mean, it matters. Like, you become 25, insurance rates go down. The next thing that matters is 55, and insurance rates go back up. Like, <laughs> none of the rest of it really matters. <clears throat> so, hey, Lego Star Wars. Hey, quick aside, that just made me think of something I'm going to throw in there, and there's, like, nothing to say about it, but straight up, the Batman Arkham games took the Batman Begins tie-in video game and just did everything better. But there is like, mm-hmm. if you play these two games, the Arkham games are clearly based on the Batman Begins <laughs> video game. Mm. Okay. I never played the Batman Begins. I only played Arkham Asylum. Yeah. The first one of the trilogy. Yeah, I played Arkham Asylum and Arkham City. And like, Batman Begins is like a cool GameCube era, like, stripped-down version of these games. But... Hmm. Just then, not as good. Yeah, and they were different developers too, so it like totally qualifies. Mm. I just like have nothing to say beyond that. Everybody knows the Arkham <laughs> games and why they're yeah. good. Mm-hmm. It's true. Um fits the Assassin's Creed style of combat for sure. So uh so Pan, you're number three. Yeah, we're get about to get hot, spicy, and topical with uh this game that I just remembered existed. Oh man. Mm-hmm. Okay. Does anybody remember the Pandemic Flash game? Yeah. Is this the one where you tried to infect everybody? Yes. Yeah. But. Yeah, I have it on my phone. Plague Inc. is not made by the same people. No, it's not. I just learned that five minutes ago. Yeah. Yeah, that's what The board game? No, 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 no. No. Plague Inc. is is a Steam game. So, as Ooh, I'm about to dive into. Game. Or a phone game, as, yes. As I experienced it. Yes. Okay. So, uh, Pandemic, which uh, I first played this game. Let's see. I met... Steve, I met you in 2009. Nine. Yes. Yeah. So, then I would have first played this ga- this Flash game on the internet in circa late 2007, early 2008, if I'm remembering correctly. So, this was a Flash game. Pandemic uh, and then Pandemic 2. And this is where all the shut down the borders for Madagascar memes come from, because that's where it happened. Um, Yeah. And apparently there was actually a lawsuit between the people who made Pandemic and the people who made Plague, Inc. Yeah, no, they are like the same game. Oh. Yeah. Plague, Inc. is what I have played. Yes. Okay, I have never played Pandemic. I have played Plague, 
Plague Inc. Yes. Yeah. And Plague Inc. did everything better. Everything, including not having Madagascar shut their borders down the first time someone sneezes in Switzerland. Although you could get blocked out of Madagascar. You can still get blocked out of Madagascar. Yes, yes. You can. It can still happen. <laughs> yeah, you can still fail. But the first time yeah. someone gets a cold in Switzerland, Madagascar does not shut down their borders. Yeah. So quick, who's wh- which country do you favorite to start in for you India. guys? China. India for me too. Egypt is a close second. China, I felt like had more trade with the U.S. So. Like, you start with China, you're getting India anyway, but you get the U.S. faster. You start with Egypt. You start with Egypt, you get all of Africa by uh, land dispersal. Egypt trades with the U.K. pretty easily, so then you get the U.K., which is sometimes hard to get. If you get the U.K., you can get to Iceland pretty easily, which is, uh, that one's tough for me to get sometimes. I... I choose India purely on population density. That's the other yeah. thing. And I, India has, yeah. Yeah, yeah. India has a decent population des- like, density. Egypt has a decent population yeah. density, too. Or, okay. or sometimes, if I'm going for a weird build, I will start off in Iceland or Canada, because if you start off in cold places, you can sometimes randomly get cold resistance. You know, in a- How many people named their their virus covid i was about to talk about this i have not played this game since the covid um i always named my virus solanum i remember like in march 2020 they put out a release that are like we are not allowing you to name your virus coronavirus or covid19 or like any variation of it that we can detect poor poor taste yeah they were just like we're not allowing it and I then re- a few months later, they like I... re-released it to be like the pandemic board game. And it's like the opposite, where you're trying to stop the spread of, of virus. Yes, yes. Also, uh-huh. apparently, uh, in in late 2019, apparently they pushed through a patch where, because, uh, you know, once, once the <clears throat> vaccine comes out for your illness, like, that's it, that's over, because everyone gets the vaccine, and then no, you can't spread around anymore. Apparently, mm-hmm. in late 2019, uh, they, again, I haven't played this in ages, but uh, Plague Inc. added a patch where you can get a random vaccine hesitancy event where people re- don't want to get your vaccine, and you can still win after the vaccine gets pushed through. They mm. fucking called it! <laughs> yep. Wow. Yeah, I played a lot of this. I... I am not the most mature person. Oh boy. My viruses and stuff <laughs> was named like penis <laughs> and butts. And yeah, I always did. Everyone got everyone got the poo poo. Is one one of the ones that I won with. I did not. I did not pre-select this prop. It literally just sits that close to my desk. But I always named my virus Solanum because. Oh. They had a World War Z tie-in. Uh, yes, I for the movie. Was, yeah, they did. That's right. For I the movie, that. yes. They also had a Planet of yeah, the Apes tie-in. They, they also had a vampire virus, yep. and they had a mind control uh worm, which the mind control worm uh that one that, that was one, super easy, that was super fun, super easy mode, and easy. Yeah, because you could get you could get people to hold down other people and infect them. Yeah, you could make countries like mandate infection. Yes, um, mm-hmm. no, uh. So I played a shitload of Plague Inc. on mobile. Um, yeah, same here. And I played it a lot um, on on my laptop, on my old-ass laptop, which could barely run Plague Inc., which should tell you a little bit about that laptop. 
That's unfortunate. Um, but I played a lot of it uh, when I had this job where, for weeks at a time, I had to go out into literally the middle of nowhere and live at a field station and take soil samples every day for, like, weeks on end. Mm. So I had this shitty old laptop, and it could barely run Play Gink, so I played a lot of it. A lot of it. Um, Chance was actually where we were at uh, for a long time where I played this is we were uh, babysitting as replacement for a maintenance guy that was out in one of the factories that we're at. And I played it a lot on my phone then because we were just sitting there waiting for something to happen. And most of the time it didn't happen. Like most of the time we were just sitting in someone's office. So I played Plague Inc. a lot on my phone at that time. Yeah. Yeah. uh, I must not have played it. I must not have played it on phone, Steve, because we weren't married yet, and I got my first smartphone the week before we got married. That's true. No, I remember when I worked at the daycare, and I had like a 30-minute break every day, and I would just play Plague Inc. during my break every day. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, uh, apparently, but uh, I'm apparently the only person on the internet that remembers the Pandemic Flash game. Except I for remember the, that game. Except for the people who sued Plague Inc. And by the way, they lost because apparently... patent mechanics. Yeah, you can't pa- patent, like, Pandemic Simulator the game. And also they were able to show that, like, their code didn't copy the other people's code. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, it's not mm. actually plagiarism. It's just, like, addressing the same thing. Like, yeah. how else are you going to represent the Earth? It's a map of the world. Exactly. Madagascar doesn't trade with you, that many countries. You like, can... You can do it with characters, right? Like you, could, you can't, you can't have Mario. Yeah. But yes, yeah, no. But that's you can't people, patent like, a, a map of the earth. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you can't patent mechanics. Yeah. Right. So, uh, it, yeah, yeah. So like, apparently, yeah, so, pande- the pandemic developers uh, lost. Yeah. Which mm-hmm. I mean, those are like the same game, but that's what we've been talking about the whole night. I mean, like Stardew Valley is yeah. Harvest Moon, like. The, yeah. Kind of the same. Yeah. Thing. They, I mean, they copied it and did it better. So, yeah, but honestly, yeah. for the last, like, 10 years, I have thought that Plague Inc. was literally Pandemic 2, but rebranded. Nope. Yep. No, they are. Nope. Yeah, I thought they were the same. I thought it was the same development crew because they are so similar. They both have red yeah. boats. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And planes. But red shows danger, mm-hmm. so, you know, that's not yeah. proprietary that's what so, blood looks like yeah anyways yeah plague inc did the pandemic game better than pandemic yep i would agree with that yep and butts spread across the world that's true yep butts what a, i would always be like give it some super like like i don't know like the seasonal cold or something is like what i would name it and it would like just cause instant death. Oh, like now, I I'm like, as amateur as they get in that game. That's just yeah. The uh, wee the wee wee and uh, the wee wee bacteria killed everybody. I, think, I don't know. I probably I probably had one or two runs where I called it like Mega AIDS or something like. Lol. Mega just, AIDS. Like something horrible. Super AIDS. Yeah. Um. Oh yeah. But uh, with like the in all caps. I always. When I uh when I had to like work out in the middle of nowhere, that was the only thing I had to entertain me in between taking soil samples. Uh, I tried to like basically get the best time I could to like you know destroy humanity in the shortest time possible. I remember you sending me screenshots of yes, like... yeah. Um, but yeah, I think my best time was something like three hundred and thirty days with like the brain 
hypnotizing worms. Okay. I was never able... Like, it, it gets really tough to shave it down any further than that. I I know that they all had different difficulties, like yeah. easy, medium, and hard, yeah, essentially. Yeah. I, I beat it with every single type of virus on easy, and I was working my way through medium. Yeah. I remember that. I had a lot of achievements in that by the time uh, that field season was over. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, Plague, Plague Inc. Slash Pandemic 2. Plague Inc. did it better. All right. That was closer to so 40 number minutes four. that time. Um, all right. Um, so, boy, Hearthstone was cool. And then Hearthstone introduced a single-player mode called Dungeon Runs after, like, people stopped playing Hearthstone. Yeah. And uh, Thronebreaker did Dungeon Runs, like, just... 5,000 times better than Dungeon Runs. Okay. And it's a card game? Yeah, yep. So Thronebreaker is... Um, it was originally developed as a single-player version for Gwent, the Witcher card game. Oh. Okay. Like, it was going to be a single-player mode in Gwent, and then they just... There was so much that they just made it into its own game. Yeah. And it is an RPG... That is, I mean, it's straight up an RPG, but uh, it's also a card game. Like, so you meet people, you make decisions on, like, the story and whether or not they join your party or not. And if they join your party, you get their card in your deck. If you piss them off and they leave your party, you lose their card from your deck. Like, you have to collect resources and, like, you have to decide because you are, um, like, this queen... You're going through the countryside and you like run into peasants and you have to decide like are you gonna take all their lumber and like fuck up their farm but then you can like yeah. build more cards and like there's a morale hmm. meter and like your choices will affect like the morale which has like effects on the cards there will be special missions that are like you have to sneak into a castle and it will like change the rules of the card game to fit what you're doing yeah it was just super rad. I played this game during COVID. Loved it to death. Um, I mean, you know, I'm a big fan of all the Witcher stuff. Yeah. It um it ties directly into the books. Sort of interestingly, all the other Witcher stuff is like... Like, The Witcher 1 takes place five years after the books end. This one is, like, simultaneous with, like, book five or something. And this event from the books you get to play a card game battle that is directly this event where the queen who you're playing as is losing this is in the books and then Geralt and his party come in and like sweep it so they like give you this impossible battle and right when you lose you suddenly get a Geralt card and it like completely flips the battle interesting yeah no, it was it was super rad. Um, let me see. Let me pull up my notes real quick. Um, also, like in a lot of ways, Gwent is just a better game than Hearthstone. I don't know. It's more strategic. Um, also, this I don't know. It was developed as Gwent, the online game. Where they made a whole lot of improvements over Gwent, the like the game that you play in The Witcher Three. Yeah, I guess that was about what I had. There's not a whole lot really to say, but 
<clears throat> just you know being into card games and having like this really cool single player experience um you know if I ever have an urge to do dungeon runs or whatever I'm like I'll just replay Thronebreaker oh and there's even a part where when you're in like the dwarf area you can find a tavern and in that tavern is like this dwarf or no the tavern is called the stone hearth tavern and the dwarf has like this different version of Gwent that is like they changed the rules to make it into Hearthstone. <laughs> nice. I forgot I like about that. that. Oh yeah, and there's a mode, there's a one where like you go into this peasants and like they're like, We've got this deranged cow and there's like this plague going on and you have to like play the cards in the right order so that the cow will eat like a diseased corpse and die. Wow. Huh. And it's like, it's just this <laughs> super off-the-wall puzzle that's, like, actually really difficult because the pa the cow wants to, like, eat, like, your soldiers, and you have to, like, play them to lure it into the right spot, and then, like... Wow. Yeah, that's that's uh, pretty in-depth. Yeah. Yeah, in comparison to Hearthstone's, hey, beat this gimmick. Yeah. <laughs> Redo oh, yeah, this fight. Yeah. <laughs> Um, that guy, so, um, John, or Cham, I don't know if you ever finished that, uh, Witcher story with the dragon, but the knight who challenges... Not the... yet. Okay, well, they, when they meet the dragon, there's this yeah. knight that's like, dragon, I challenge you to a duel, and the dragon's like, "Yes, you're on, bro. No. <laughs> yeah, 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 and he beats the crap out of yeah. him. You can yeah. recruit that knight. He's, like, super staunch, and, like, every time one of your cards gets injured, he gains, like two toughness he's like the best card in the game and he's and then That's but hilarious. like if you meet a dragon there's a there's an event where you meet a dragon and you're like i don't know do we kill the dragon do we not kill the dragon if you do not kill that dragon he's fucking done with you if you show hmm. the dragon any mercy he leaves your group Wow, because he, he got beat up by a dragon. No, he has yeah. a hate boner for dragons. He, yeah. Yeah, but no, but this is post that yeah. story, so. Oh, I, have, yeah. I thought it was pre that story. My bad. No, because it takes place in like Witcher Book Five, and that's like Witcher Book Two. Gotcha. Okay. No, I haven't finished it yet. I haven't been listening to oh, a lot of things lately. Oh, that's all good. But but so. yeah, I just yeah that character, who I thought was a funny character in that story, they bring him back for this game, even though like, he doesn't show up in anything mature like <laughs> but yeah all these characters yeah. from the books and like it does not yeah. reward you for knowing the witcher games it rewards you for knowing the witcher books which yeah is they deep dive on the books kind of crazy and that made steve so happy yeah it was like they made that game for him <laughs> yeah basically okay because also it's a really good card game so what was it called again it's called throne breaker like Witcher Tales okay. or something. If you just look up like Witcher single player card game, um, you'll find oh, it. I have seen this. This is on GOG. Yeah, of course it is. Of course Project it is. Red. Yes. Yeah, right there. Thronebreaker Witcher Tales. It is twenty bucks. Yeah, highly recommend you. And again, it takes place like probably ten years before the other Witcher games, so like you don't need to know what happens in those games. It's just like a story. And Geralt shows up in one battle, and then just like in the books, he fucking leaves. Of course, Geralt's all over the front of this, but whatever. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of I'm straight up that he's he's there for one battle. 
His card is really good. Also, if you... It says the Witcher world is back, and it has the Witcher right there underneath yeah. it. Yeah, okay. Also, if you watch uh, the Witcher show, spoilers, but Kair and Geralt become friends, and so Kair also shows up in uh, that battle. Okay. Hmm. All righty. Um, so my number four, I've talked about this a lot recently, so I won't go on and, uh, too much about it, but um, over the older game Banished, I prefer Patron. Banished being a city builder where you can assign jobs to various villagers. Patron is the same game, except it has a tech tree, like some RTSs. And the tech tree requires gold and sometimes resources, certain amount of wood and that kind of thing. It also has um, a bit more variety of starting maps than Banished. Than the three in Banished? Yeah, there's like <laughs> 16 in Patron. I modded in like five and that, uh, honestly, a couple of updates like kind of broke the game, which was, that seemed weird to me. Um... I live on a volcanic island in my save that I currently have, which is considered an easy map because it is warm all year. You do not... You have a winter, but people will not die of frostbite. And then also, uh, which is a big... Um, it is a big detractor from your wood because you need firewood. Um... And it also is easier because the soil has high fertility. So. That makes sense. I, that, is, that is the save I am currently playing on. I still have not finished that save. But that save now has over 150 residents. Um, I, got, I actually got an achievement for it recently. Um, I can actually look that up. What, what, where am I going? Installed. Yeah, I've I've definitely got this game on my wish list. It's it's super on my radar. I I find recently I don't have much time for PC gaming because my PC is down in the basement, and mm -hmm. we also don't let the three year old down in this room. Makes sense with all the board games. Yeah, like I got board games right behind me. There's my gaming PC right here, and then also directly behind me, you can see it on camera, is my, like, don't touch it, that's my my fermenting next batch of mead. Which, I, yeah. I, don't, I don't think he could get that lid open, but I still don't want him messing with it and, like, getting his icky, germy fingers in there and then contaminating my mead. Also, my yep. gaming PC and all my model kits. Yeah, 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 Steve's, like, Gundam model kits are right over there. Oh, yeah, there's our giant CD collection. You can't see the Gundam. Yeah, a lot of stuff. Yeah, a lot of stuff to mess with. This is the this is the n child free room. <laughs> so because of that, I don't do a lot of PC gaming lately because basically it must be done during nap time and he's growing out of nap time. Mm -hmm. That was a sad day for me. It was a sad day when nap time ended. Yeah. For Cece, which actually was about when she was three. Yeah. She stopped doing that. He's pushing four, and uh, nap time's coming to an end. Gone are the days where he gets a solid four hours in every afternoon. Yeah. 
Um, I, I, rem- I remember won. a lot of Call of Duty at that time. <laughs> Last Saturday, he was like, I don't want to do nap time. And I'm like, all right, do you want to just watch Spider-Man? And he was like, yeah. And I'm like, fine. We just, you know, we got to have the lights off and we got to be quiet, but you can watch Spider-Man. And he fell asleep watching Spider-Man. So yeah. even <laughs> yeah. when he wants to stay What's up, trick? Can't. Of course. Yeah, yeah, that that must have been when I was sleeping too. So I yeah, mean, he is get, he is reaching the age where we can put on a show and he'll watch the movie instead. So that's sort of keeping my PC gaming alive. But more lately, I really appreciate like the Switch, where like I can just pick up a game and play it for a bit, then hit the home screen button if I gotta pause it for a mm-hmm. bit. PC gaming yep. doesn't have a ton of place except for after bedtime on weekends. Well, um, I don't have the kids all the time anymore, so. Yeah, 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 yeah. But anyway, patron, patron or patron, whatever it is, it's super on my radar and I super want to get it. I just, uh. I just, I just built a school in it. That was one of the things. Um, I like that you can act policies that favor certain things. I, I favor education in my policies so I can get, um, more skilled workers. Um, there's a lot more random events in Patron than there was in Banished, I will say. Um, a lot more political random events. Did you just turn up your mic or something? Nope. You sound the same to me. Weird. Okay, I don't know what just happened, but you just went up several decibels for me. Keep going, keep going. I'm just Mm going to turn my headphones down. Okay. Um... Uh, there's a lot more because like in Banished the the thing is you're banished from the king so you don't have a lot of support from him and this one it's quite the opposite you're like a vassal of the king so you have to weigh your loyalty to the king and your loyalty to your town so there will be sometimes some random unexplained taxes from the king and you're like literally it's like screw him we're gonna do it ourselves or but whatever decision you make you have to worry about the lower two classes, there's four classes. There's the worker class and the peasantry. And then there's the tradesmen or the merchants and um, nobility or something like that. Yes, I remember talking about this and I'm like, oh my God, you have to play Tropico. And then I gave you a gift copy of Tropico. Yeah. Yep. And so the upper two classes favor favor decisions away from the king and the lower two classes favor decisions for the royalty for the king so you have to sort of balance that you have to balance safety there's events like where rats can get into your storerooms and that kind of stuff and um i don't remember seeing that a lot in banished but i didn't play as much banished um i don't remember seeing a lot of events like that either and they're fairly often but i also play at 10 times speed so there's that I'm definitely going to check out Patron Patron at some point. I just, uh... It is literally spelled as Patron, but it sounds to me Pat- Patron just feels better to say it that way. Okay. Well, yeah, I'm sure I'll play it at some point. Um, it sounds right up my alley. I just... Not sure when. <clears throat> okay, so, Chance, you're number four. Well, we're going to compare to something that uh, we think is called, like, Masters 88, a golfing game that we played back old enough that the program files only ever had the real sound golf name that Dad had changed it to. But I'm just thinking, 
golfing game in general, I'm comparing to, I like Kirby Dream Course. If you've not played, it is a very rudimentary, almost putt-putt style golf that came out in 1994. Yes. And... Yep. You have a little meter, you can aim, you can bounce. But the biggest thing, if you're familiar with Kirby, is you can murder little monsters and gain their powers. And you, if you have the firepower, you'll do a big dash when you activate your ability. Um, the stone one will, if you time it right, you'll slow down really heavily, even if you do a hard shot. No, you straight up drop if you're stone. Wherever you're at, you will drop. Because you can do, like, a bounce shot. Um, yeah. It's, yeah, for me, it was just... I don't want to play serious sports games. And this was definitely, early on, a goof twist with character I cared about. I will say, if you are a Switch uh, online member, you already have Kirby Golf. It is part of the Super Nintendo oh. library. So, there you go. Kirby's Dream Course. As a Pokemon addict, I'm uh, kind of obligated to have a Nintendo Online yeah. membership. <laughs> yep, so with the, the Super Nintendo Virtual Console, uh, Kirby Golf was part of the original lineup. Oh. Kirby's Dream Course. Mm-hmm. Huh. And you can play, like, play through the whole thing maybe an hour, hour and a half. Like, there's not much to it, but it does have it's some fantastic. repellability. It's something the Cham's kids have actually played with a moderate amount of whining. Which is pretty good for them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. It's a good, solid one. Uh, and yeah, we, we said it was better than Real Sound Golf because that was the golf game we played before this. Is it better than Mario so. Golf? <coughs> They're different games, honestly. All right. Yeah, I can see that Super Nintendo and stuff. Yeah, I think the first Mario Golf was on the 64, but, you know. I've, I've commented before about how uh, Mario Golf was kind of a our go-to uh, sort of game to play when all the roommates were drunk at, at the college house we lived in. <laughs> it is very good for multiplayer. I will say that. Yeah. It's very good for multiplayer. Amen. I'll be right back. GameCube Mario Golf. So much fun. Yeah. And then it went missing for a year and a half, and then we found it's, it in my broke-ass GameCube. Yeah, I didn't realize that we had three GameCubes. I thought we only had the two. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Chance. So it, uh, we just, like, lost the, the little tiny GameCube disc one day, and we were all very sad. And Mario Golf is actually surprisingly expensive on eBay, or it was at the time. Wait, Morg says that there was Mario Golf on the NES? I've never heard of this. What? Golf with Mario and Luigi. I'm so curious about this. I'm going to have to look into this. Not right now, but later. Okay. So anyways, yeah. Uh, we, we lost our little tiny GameCube disc, and we all the roommates were sad, and Mario Golf for GameCube was shockingly expensive on eBay. It was like and 40 bucks or something. Look, we were broke-ass college students living for... Why do you want to spend 40 bucks on, like, a 10-year-old game? Yeah. Yeah. So we never rebought it, and then, like, we, S Steve and I moved out together, and we moved into this new place, and we packed up the GameCubes, 
because you know who has got time for that? The the Wii U is a new thing, so we play in Wii U. And we move into the place we're living in now, and I'm unpacking stuff, and I find a third GameCube among our GameCubes. I'm like, where the hell did this GameCube come from? And it was the one that, like, just crapped out and died on us, and then, like, the next day the roommate, our roommate was like, oh, don't worry, I bought a new GameCube at Gamers. So we just, like, shoved the old one in a closet, never to be opened again for several years until Steve and I moved here. So, I'm like, oh, where would this GameCube come from? And I pop it open, and Mario Golf is still inside it. And then I mm -hmm. instantly flashed back to that morning when, like, we were booting up the GameCube <clears throat> to play some Mario Golf while, like, three of us were hung over, and the GameCube died. And I'm like, well, but guess we're not playing Mario Golf today. We'll uh, go play Dungeon Defenders or something. I think since mm -hmm. then, though, I've tried to play Mario Golf and, like, have been unable to locate it again. Uh -oh. That doesn't oh. surprise me. <laughs> the story continues. <laughs> that doesn't. That doesn't surprise I, me. I will say that there's there's a couple locations in this house it could be in. I will say as much as some friends of mine didn't enjoy the new Mario Golf, I enjoyed it quite a bit. The one on Switch. I heard you don't get to play as Mario that you like play as a me or something. You you play as Mario. I played okay. as Luigi throughout the whole thing. All right. Well, that, this is just what I heard. So. I haven't looked yeah, into no, it. Yeah, you can you can you can play as a me, but actually, it's got a really rather large roster. You can play as one of the charging chucks. Wow! If you want, hmm. um, of course, there's booze. There's <clears throat> I don't think you can play as a goomba or a koopa. No, but there's if like, I can play as uh, if I can play as Luigi, I'm I'm happy. Yeah, no, that's what I did. You mean Waluigi? Waluigi? The whole time. I mean, if I'm, I'm happy if I can be Luigi. Waluigi's better, but I'll be happy with Luigi. Yeah, you can be Waluigi. All right, well, that's well. better. War Wario. I don't care about Wario. Gosh, I don't remember the... It's about there's, Waluigi. There's a lot. I was just saying, if you have Waluigi, you should have Wario. Well, you should, yeah. I, I, I would assume you do. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. I, I always played Waluigi in, like, Mario Kart. In everything but Smash Mario Bros. Tennis. Yeah. Which I understand why he's not in Smash Bros. Because, like, what would he do? Like, who knows? Like, he doesn't have a game to, like, you know, Luigi has the Luigi's Mansion stuff. Wario has the WarriorWare stuff. Like, what would Waluigi do? Like, I don't know. Mm. Kind of, maybe they could combine the WarioWare and, like, the Luigi's Mansion. That'd be kind of fun. He, like, pulls out a vacuum and, like, sucks coins out of people. I don't know. Hmm. <laughs> just, just Wario just steals Luigi's vacuum, the poultry, uh, the poultry yeah. gust. Yeah. Oh, jeez. All right, dog, come back. Okay, I'm gonna be brief. Uh, I talked about this a little bit earlier. Uh, mm -hmm. This game is it's a stretch. It's a stretch to call it a knockoff. Okay. Originally, originally, I thought this game was not produced by the original company. Uh, mm -hmm. But I've recently learned through clicking through Wikipedia while you guys talk about games that I don't know about. This game was produced by the same company that made all the other games. They just kind of went on a wild hair and made some changes. And why the fuck? I've ranted about them before. Why the mm -hmm. hell don't they innovate? Uh... 
Pokemon Let's Go Eevee and Let's Go Pikachu. Which, from here on out, I'll just call the Let's Go games. Right. I thought they weren't developed by Game Freak. They were. No, they were. Absolutely. Yeah. And Game Freak just went on a wild hair to just reinvent the wheel on Pokemon and just rebuild it differently from the ground up. And they made, like, usually, you know, they made multiple jumps forward in quality of life and things that I liked about it and all kinds of stuff. And then the very next games that came out, they just, like, yeah on all of it. In fact, they, they absolutely yep. made, like, the the opposite decision for some things in Sword and Shield. Mm-hmm. So, uh... I, I've, I've ranted about this multiple times, like the, the quality of life changes they made for Pokemon Let's Go games. Like, you know, how, like, you know, the Pokemon spawn and you can see what they are, which that is in Sword and Shield. But in Sword and Shield, you cannot tell if it's a shiny if you run into it. Or until you run into it. In, mm-hmm. in the Let's Go games, whatever the little sprite in the overworld is, that's the coloration it's going to be. So you can tell if it's a shiny Ooh. before you begin the encounter. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. The other thing that Let's Go does is uh, every consecutive Pokemon of the same species that you encounter. So, for example, if I run into Magikarp, and then I run into a next Magikarp, and a next one, it increases my chances of encountering a shiny by a certain percentage. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think base game, base chance of encountering a shiny is like 1 in 8,024 or something like that. It's roughly 1 in 8,000. But then you get this special award for completing your Pokedex, and it's reduced to 1 in 4,000 instead. And then after that, mm-hmm. if you if you encounter a consecutive Pokemon, in Pokemon Let's Go, you can get your odds up to something like 1 in 100. Because it caps out. Good. It caps out eventually. Yeah. You still got to find it eventually. Yeah. You know? Now, say I keep running into Magikarps. I use Magikarp because this was the exact actual one that I, I did. I just kept mm-hmm. encountering Magikarps because I really wanted to catch a, a golden Magikarp so I could have a red Gyarados. Mm-hmm. And I kept running into Magikarps, and I was on my 60th or 70th Magikarp. And then I see running past me... A green tentacool. And I'm like, oh, goddamn, do I either... Because it, it's not your chances of encountering a, a shiny Magikarp increase, it's chances of encountering a shiny Pokemon increase. Oh. <laughs> yeah, tentacool is not normally green, it's normally blue. Yeah. So I'm like, goddamn it, do I keep looking for my, my shiny Magikarp or do I go after that shiny tentacool? I went after the tentacle. I mean, why wouldn't you? Well, Even because it, it breaks tentacle. the streak, and then I have to start over for Magikarps. But now you got to both. That's true. I never did get the Magikarp, but I do have a green tentacle now. Okay, fair. You just got uh, a red Gyarados from, uh, like, Heart Gold, Soul Silver. I could, but that one is not as valuable on the online trading market. Fair enough. I thought you just wanted to have a red Gyarados, just to, to have one. No. No, a naturally caught uh, Gyarados is more valuable on the online trading market for no, some that make- goddamn reason. 
That makes sense. I did not know there was a way to tell, but I believe I'm not surprised that there's a way to tell. Basically, um, nobody nobody wants a shiny Gyarados that comes natively from Hard Gold Soul Silver because you can see what game a Pokemon comes from. There's a little symbol on its. But like, there's otherwise card. no difference. All right. Yes. That's yes. hilarious, but okay. People are weird. <laughs> That's fine. I, I understand. All right. I could dive into the Pokemon trading community, but no, it's it's not like now. anything else. Like, yeah, you know, comic books. You know, like, you know, first printing is more valuable than second printing. Like, yeah, not that there's well, any difference. Yeah. Um. The so the Let's Go Games. Another thing they did, although this is more because they were based off the first gen games instead of later gen games, but. They don't have three goddamn hours of cutscenes before you're really let loose in the world. Yeah. Like, um... The hand-holding is much less, yeah. Yeah, I, uh... Earlier today, I went back to sort of, like, finish... Uh, because Steve has his Switch and I have my Monster Hunter Switch. And I never fully, like, erased my save file off... My Pokemon save file off of Steve's Switch. And I was going to start my own uh, my own Sword and Shield save file on my Monster Hunter Switch. And I started mm-hmm. to do it, and I was like, God, I don't have, I don't have fucking time for this. I don't have time to so sit through. So you just got your save back? Well, I can't transfer, you can't transfer Pokemon saves from Switch to Switch, because it would let you dupe Pokemon if you, if you could. Feels kind of terrible. Yeah, but you could dupe Pokemon, like you could duplicate rare Pokemon if you could fair i suppose yeah but yeah that game does not let you that means because i got the monster hunter switch i would never be able to put pokemon on it right well what i did was i threw all my pokemon into pokemon bank Mm -hmm. and then i just started a new save on my monster hunter switch and just pulled them back down yes except i was like i i was gonna do that but i i I can't sit through 45 minutes of cutscenes. I, Fair. I just... <laughs> uh, we'll we'll see when with, um, with Diamond Pearl with Diamond and Pearl, Diamond and Pearl coming out. That. I just don't yeah. have the patience. Yeah, but that's we got a few months. It's November, right? Yeah, uh, I thought it was late October. I, I could I be wrong. <laughs> but Metroid still, comes out. You would October. know better than I. Yeah, we still got time. Okay. We got time. Anyways, so there's the whole shiny hunting thing that uh, Let's Go did. Uh, there's fewer mm-hmm. cutscenes and less hand-holding, which is extremely interesting because the whole design philosophy behind the Let's Go games was that uh, was that Masuda, you know, the, the head developer at Game Freak, wanted a Pokemon game that would appeal to younger generations and reintroduce younger fans into the genre. Mm-hmm. So the fact that there was less hand-holding, I'm like, dude... Give us a button that says, we've been playing Pokemon for 20 years. <laughs> that's not how the, the Japanese... That's not in Japanese game design, as far as It is in Harvest Moon! Harvest Moon has three modes. When you, when you boot up Pioneers of Olive Town, there's three different... It asks you, have you played this game before? Yes or no? No. Have you played similar games before? Yes or no? Would you like to try seedling mode? Yes or no? When you first start your save in Pioneers of Olive Town, it asks you that. All right. So I told it, <laughs> I, I, I lied and said I've played this game before. 
And I lied and said I've played many, or I didn't lie and say I've played many games like this before. I don't want seedling mode. Thank you. Go away. Like in Humankind, yeah. it's, it doesn't ask you if you've played Civilization before. It asks if you've played a historical turn-based strategy game before. <laughs> there, there, because they can't say humankind before. Yeah, but yeah, I gotta look up humankind. Uh, I gotta see what I. Anyways, um, some other things that the Let's Go games did really well. Um, oh hey, uh, happy birthday, Chance! Thank you. Oh yeah, after it's after midnight for you now. Um. Uh, the other thing it did was that it it um, it let you bring like well any Pokemon that was legal in that game it let you bring it behind you and it it flies behind you and that was the first one to really do that and that was fun. It's especially fun if like your chosen Pokemon to follow you is Magikarp and it just flops on the ground behind you as you walk around. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's funny. It, it it's so funny. I like that Pokemon started doing that because that was a lot of people's dreams to have that sort of like buddy cop relationship. Wasn't that, that you yes. do a thing in? I remember that in Pokemon Yellow. No, it is Yellow a thing. had Pikachu, but I remember mm-hmm. in like I don't remember if it was original Gold Silver or if it was Heart Gold Soul Silver, but I remember like having an Onix follow me around. In the park areas, there's certain park areas where you're allowed to do that, and nowhere oh, okay. else. Uh, mm. another thing that, um, Pokemon, uh, Let's Go did was that it did away with wild Pokemon battles. Yes. Yeah. You don't this, battle yeah. the wild Pokemon. It's, it's very much like with you, when you go to the Safari Zone, you can either throw a ball at it, you can throw a snack at it, you can throw a rock at it, but they don't have the risk of running away. Hmm. Or maybe they do. No, that's right. They do. They do. They do start trying to run away, but it's way less random than back with Safari Zone. So you don't have to do the whole like, ah, oh, I have to have my like lead Pokemon be the one with False Swipe and Thunder Wave, and Flash. Because th- th- those are like your catcher moves. No, you can just just right off the bat just chuck a Pokeball at it and get it over with. It gets it makes for like grinding certain Pokemon way easier. But yeah, with the Let's Go games, I feel like they took several steps forward, and then they took all those steps back when they came out with Sword and Shield. Hmm. Okay. So, well, not a knockoff yeah. game, but goddamn did uh, the Let's Go games do Pokemon better than the other games. Yeah. And now I'm out of games, so you guys can skip me. Okay, number five. Last one, Steve. All right. Well, I think we can all agree that Gundam versus Extreme Maxi Boost On is just a strictly better version of Virtual On. Okay, well, I believe that. I'm not going to talk about that. <laughs> um, no, I'm going to say um, Hades you, is a strictly... You're doing some deep cuts, Steve. Hades is a strictly better version than Ro- of Rogue Legacy, even though they play very differently. So you're saying it's a strictly better roguelike? No. Um, partially, yes. But I'm saying it is a strictly better continuous story roguelike. So in okay. FTL, in Risk of Rain, in most roguelikes, if you die, like time just resets. Rogue Legacy yep. and Hades specifically, like, that happened. 
and yes. now you have resources that you can use to make future runs stronger. Mm-hmm. Um, as opposed to other games where it's like maybe you unlock some customization, but like your power level didn't increase. But in Hades and Rogue Legacy, you're you do straight up like you can just forever. I have more health now. That's a thing in both games. Yeah. Um. However, like whereas Rogue like or Rogue Legacy, that's kind of it. That's the game. Mm-hmm. There is a story, but like, it's very vague. It's like just enough. Um, Hades right. just takes that and just goes so far with it. And yeah, like, there's actually specific voice lines of who you die to yes, as well. And yeah, like, yeah, they directly yeah. reference it. You know, if you kill the enemy that killed you on the last game, he'll be like, "That's for last time." Like, um, right. Yeah, I just I really love that game. Um, I this morning mm-hmm. I got the final achievement for it, so now now I've no. like 100% achievements on it. There's still some stuff in it I only, that I haven't done, but I only really did the um, uh, beat it ten times, and then I played a little bit more after that, and then I was done. Oh, you gotta get the gotta get the epilogue, man. Finish the story. You gotta get that epilogue, and you gotta. <laughs> Epilogue's pretty easy. You just got to make friends with all the gods, essentially. After that oh, point. okay. And then you'll unlock the epilogue. <laughs> yeah. Or not see, even all the gods. It's like five of them. I made hmm. friends with all of them, but after that I was done. I did not get as far as you with most of the achievements. I did I did not get the one true romance ending. Oh my gosh. I got Zagreus to have a threesome with, with uh, Thanatos and uh, Megara. interesting yeah 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 he like goes in his room and he's like what what's going on why are you both oh you're both happy he's like did i do something why oh you're smiling oh oh (laughs) (laughs) and then and then megara is like why is there sudden 70s music basically and then megara is like zagreus the dialogue is hilarious She's like, Zagreus, we know, you know that we've known each other longer than you've been alive, right? Like, we know what's up. So get over here. Hmm. Get over here, play thing. Basically, <laughs> that's basically what yeah. they say to him. Yeah, and then it plays, like, both of their sex sounds over each other. So it's, like, like creepy. You, you get to hear Megara is, like, whipping and Thanatos is creepy laughing. Like, just layered Gross. on top of each other. It's so. St- it sounds. I, I like lost my mind. It sounds confusing. <laughs> sounds so confusing. Um, yeah, I did not get that far. I was fine to have solved the mm-hmm. thing between Zeus and yeah. Uh, I forget her name, but your mother. Persephone. Yeah, Persephone. Persephone. Yeah. Um. Uh, and yeah, and. Okay. Uh, most annoyingly, I got the achievement for um, beating it with heat level 16, which oh, your geez. reward for that is you get a statue of Skelly. It does nothing. Okay. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Jeez. That's rough. Yeah, that was a rough achievement. 
Um, I I beat. Think I got the worst heat level three. Like, ugh. Yeah. No. I mean, and also one of the things is um because one of the heat levels is like harder bosses, and uh-huh. um you can make Hades a harder boss, and he'll be like, all right. This time I'm not gonna hold back like I usually do. And he has three phases. And it plays this super fucking metal music on the third phase. Mm. That is very bad. <laughs> yeah. He also yeah. makes the entire map dark in the third phase, and like you cannot see very much of what's going on. Yeah. Also, instead nice. of summoning enemies, he summons mini bosses to help him. <laughs> oh yeah and didn't he summon Cerberus oh and he summoned Cerberus as like a, a companion call Cerberus no you're supposed to be on I know yeah. that's yeah, what yeah, I yeah, said no, no that's what Cerberus will be like down boy and like <laughs> Cerberus will run across the map and like there's this he has this huge like range attack that's like you gotta go all, all the way to the edge of the map to dodge jeez yeah, no, I'm glad I was out where I was. Well, um, I mean, I'm not doing that. I mean, I'm going to say, I'm going to say, like, spoilers for the uh, Game of the Year awards. Hades is there. For our, like, podcast. Sure. Our podcast Game of the Year awards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. I, I'm, not, I'm not against that. Um, I haven't thought about it too much, honestly. Yeah. Although that um, game came out last so year. There's so much more. But it's games, our favorite games from this year. We, oh, is it? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. It's it's games that we interacted with in this year. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, That's cool. That makes sense. Because when I started doing this, I didn't initially do this because we were just a Monster Hunter podcast to begin with. Um, I was like, I really got to talk about Into the Breach. And Into the Breach was already like three years old by the time I played it. Um. I was like, That's but fair. it's gotta, I've gotta talk about it. Cause like there was a solid month and I did every achievement in that game. Damn, yeah. you. I beat it yeah. once and I was like, I'm done. Yeah. Like darkest dungeon was on my list uh, last year. Cause as you mm-hmm. recall, I basically spent the quarantine playing it, Steve. Um, but, you know. but if you also recall, Eratus is going to be on this year then. <laughs> yeah. But also if you recall, um, like, Brent played that when we all lived together. Yeah. Yeah, it came Although out. That, it was he, a, that was probably yeah, the alpha It was version. an early access. Yeah, it was it an early access early. game for a while. It but was, yeah, yeah. Like, like Brent was a huge fan of it when we lived together for perspective on that. I first interacted with it, I believe, in 2014. So, And I, I interacted with it post-launch. I never played the early yeah. access. Yeah, the timeline and matches up. It's an up. old game. Um, so my number five is going to be super simple. I'm not going to talk about it too much because it is strictly a copycat and we are made by a different company and they just did it better. And I will give credit to, uh, our friend Max who messaged me this. Um, he's on our discord as metalhead. Um, city skylines over SimCity. I was thinking about that. I haven't played enough of either, yeah. but yes, I agree. He and I were talking about that yesterday when I was talking to him about the, the, the topic. 
Yeah, I I don't know how I didn't think of this. Um, yeah. I don't give two shits about SimCity. I played so little of it. I didn't understand what zoning was or meant. <laughs> it took City Skylines for me to actually enjoy the genre at all. And I love it. I've played it on the Switch. I have played it on the PC. I am now subscribed to a YouTuber that exclusively plays this, and I will listen wow. to him play it. Um, his, I will suggest, I will throw out free, you know, advertisements to this guy. It's called A City Planner Plays, because this guy is an actual city planner and talks about the strategies and how either realistic or unrealistic it is uh, in City Skylines for certain things. And he does things that he would do in his real life job or things like him because uh, he doesn't, you know, you're just, he's a specialized one. Um, so like he, he'd be like, okay, so this is why you would do this. And like he would explain why roundabouts are better than intersections in certain scenarios and stuff like that. Like hmm. this makes, it's very interesting. This makes me think I really need to get Factorio. Yeah, there's a Factorio speed run up that I want to watch, and I think it's about as much as I'm going to interact with Factorio. That um, seems complicated as hell. Chelsea, <laughs> I don't know if you're friends with John on Facebook. Um, I am. He's posted some crazy stuff from Factorio. Yeah. I have a friend who is now currently playing that game and talking about it. Um, yeah, it's just no. Um, but yeah. I think everyone can agree City Skylines is better than SimCity. Like, I mean, that's pretty simple. Well, so, the last SimCity just shut the bed so hard. It did. That was rough. Eh, it did. Um, About that day one. He did. I think Sim- he did. Rip. Which one is that? Is that? It's, Sims- it's, it's just, just called five. Sims. It's just called SimCity, but Sim it City would be SimCity 5. Yeah, no. Okay. Um, I played a ridiculous amount of SimCity 5. 3,000 when I was in middle school. Mm-hmm. And then SimCity 5 had multiplayer, so it was like, well, we gotta get this. So me and like two of my roommates all got it. Same house, and same same living situation I've been referencing. Yeah, and yeah. we all like felt very Hated bad it. for I didn't. Mm-hmm. I didn't have a gaming computer or the money, so I didn't That was like my month's yeah. gaming money, like, because yeah, I didn't work very much because I was in school. Yeah. Alrighty. It was a big. Uh, so, so Chance, do you have a fifth, or are we I done? I do. Okay. It's probably not a popular opinion. Oh. Because there's mm-hmm. this game called Resident Evil that came out that I, I hate. You're gonna say Sonic was better than Mario. Just... I will go up there. I told him <laughs> if he says that, I will go in the other room do it. and I will unplug do it. his Ethernet cord. Do it. Do it. <laughs> so anyway, do it. This is a game I don't enjoy called Resident Evil 1 because I'm bad at All shooting right. games. Okay. Imagine you weren't a whiny police officer and said you were a samurai and there's mystical nonsense and you're now playing Onimusha. Both done by Ooh. Capcom. But a mm-hmm. spiritual element and a more focused melee combat with that awful moving between fixed view rooms saved me mm. caring about a game like that. Yep. I mean, I would say my my equivalent is Dino Crisis. Also the same ca- people. I played Musha Blade Warriors. 
which is like Super Smash Brothers with Onimusha characters, and that is <laughs> nice. <laughs> it also has like Mega There's... Man in it. It's like so, Onimusha characters uh, and Mega Man. Uh, the original Onimusha I, I played, it's one of the few games like that that I finished. I only ever finished Resident Evil 2 and 4, Onimusha, and 1, and Dino Crisis 1 and 2. So, yeah, Onimusha's great. Not easier, too. <laughs> I mean, it just felt a lot better with, like, having, I'm assuming it was a katana, but having the sword combat and being able to have that physical knockback when you're in melee combat with something versus, eh, eh, oh, I didn't hit the right part of your body. And it really doesn't help that there's, like, a uh, family folklore story about our uncle getting up in the middle of the night starting in the middle the starting area of re2 i think it is yeah and never running like never leaving the area and just always dying because you're meant to run so he would get up in the little night play this go to bed with nightmares because <laughs> he was torn apart by zombies all night yep um this is the same uncle that used to work at midway so. i was wondering for, oh yeah for context yeah our other uncle, um, we have several uncles, because my, my mother had brothers, and then my dad had brothers, so they're all uncles. Um, Shocking. But, um, yeah. Um, on my mom's side, he's a big WoW player, and wants to play WoW all the time, but never commits <laughs> to that. And then um, on dad's side, uh, we have his younger brother who worked at Midway and played Resident Evil and stuff. And we all played Bushido Blade together. And then his older brother, which we all played Doom together through our LAN game uh, across the yard. We had like an actual cable that ran underneath the dirt into his that house. That is incredible. Driveway. Holy cow. Yeah. Oh, you that were here so for that cool. story. Yeah. I think, yeah, um, we talked about that during like multiplayer experiences. Yeah, something yeah. like that. And no, I, I, we had as many as five computers hooked up. That's that's super cool. Yeah, so like Doom has always been a very big game for me because of stuff like that. And um, so my um, my dad's older brother, who lives closer by, he's always been he's always been into more similar games as to us. Like he's actually a um, he's actually a Devil May Cry fan. Okay. He actually really likes those games. What do you mean he um, actually he really play as likes much. those games? Why wouldn't he? They're wonderful. Well, I mean, he's also in his upper 50s. so. Well, so what's that have to be... do with those games being wonderful? <laughs> it doesn't have to do with them being wonderful. It has to do with his exposure to them. Steve will stand the Devil May Cry games until the end of time. Why wouldn't I? They're wonderful. Okay. okay. I have only played number one. It was enough for me to say, fuck this, I'm not playing another one. Why would you now, say granted, that? I it's know a wonderful game. <laughs> I don't like it. There's one of the games where place. you have a weapon that's like Pandora's box. It's kind of hilarious. I I do have the whole trilogy on the PS4. Like the, yeah. they did that re-release of the trilogy. No, yeah, I don't recommend I've playing played... the old ones. I, I don't. Like They haven't aged yeah. well. They were fun at the time. I, number Number I one would, did not age well because you I can would, definitely tell it's in that uh, RE4 engine. And I'm like, this yeah. doesn't fit it. No, I, I highly recommend DMC Devil May Cry and I highly recommend Devil May Cry 5. 
Um, I don't recommend going okay. back to the old ones. Gotcha. Yeah, actually, Devil May Cry was the um, one of the side quest episodes that we were going to do. They got lost because everyone sort of quit the show oh. at the time. That was we actually I actually played that for the show and then it fell apart. Yeah, that reminded me. Oh, I noticed. No. Um, not that I want to drag out the conversation because it is late, but I noticed that yeah. you did a, an episode on um, Star Wars. Oh my god, the Dark Souls one. Fallen Order. Fallen Order, which I was going to be like, that's exactly like Dark Souls, but it's not better than Dark Souls in any way. So I can't talk about it. I considered bringing Mortal Shell in here over Dark Souls, and that's a purely subjective opinion, because um, I don't like the the flow of what's more viable in Dark Souls versus other games. That's why I like Demon Souls so much. Blocking was a viable strategy, not a great is one. Viable in Dark Souls, at least one and two. It doesn't. Played enough it didn't feel. It didn't feel good in in one versus Demon Souls. Demon okay. Souls, it felt like. It I felt like Demon I could just Souls, block. Oh so. uh, yeah, I can't finish it on the PS5 because I'm like fuck this. I can't get out of stupid Cliff Town. So whatever. Mm. Cliff Town's a Spyro level but i don't know what else to call the i don't remember the name of it and it's basically the 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 what is the meme one in um dark souls blight town blight town so it it is the original blight town but it's all on cliffs like it's all is also all on cliffs well blight town has a bottom this doesn't have a bottom you fall off it's it's a bottomless pit like there's nothing down there but yeah all right Half half the group's asleep, so she probably call it there. Oh I'm, yeah, I'm sleepy. Yeah, so Onimusha, thumbs up. I like it too. Over Resident Evil. Kind of cheating because they're right. Capcom, but yep. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Pan did a Pokemon game versus a Pokemon game, so I think we're okay. <laughs> so. Alrighty, thank you guys for listening. It was a much longer episode than usual, but hey, you know, happens oh, hey. we have four people. Real quick, yeah. you guys tomorrow night want to play some Heroes of the Storm? Since uh, Monday off, I don't know what your schedules are. Possibly. I won't be home till 10 p.m. our time because I have to drop off the girls. It's nine for them. Yeah, it's that One, for that's nine okay. for us. That's more a pro- you problem than an us problem. Two, we don't got to be anywhere Monday. <laughs> Neither do we. We don't either. We Hail are short unions. people free and who work the next day. Yeah. Yep. So if you, you know, we could stream it or not stream it, like whatever. But we should all get it the download going now. Yeah. Yeah. Probably. All right. Um, thank you guys for listening. Um, this is Fortuan at Hunters Hub Pod on Twitter and also here on Twitch. Uh, make sure to tune in. We don't really have any other socials for us to go through at this point. Nope. So <laughs> oh, yeah. be sure to join the Discord um, where we talk about games and stuff. I know it's been quiet. I've been too sick, honestly, to be talking on the Discord too much. I've said a few things. And it's mostly been about flesh and blood because uh, that's what I've been doing. Because he's so, a shill. <laughs> I'm going to slap you when I see the sponsorship papers or something. <laughs> Keep talking no, about no it sp- out of context. Chauncey, Chauncey, at the, the very hell? least, if he gets some shill money, go buy yourself something nice. 
Or go buy more flesh. I'm not getting any, more flesh I'm not getting any <laughs> money. What you think PewDiePie like, would like? No. To be From fair, community would watch this. This like, is this is Cham in real life. We're talking about something completely unrelated. Ooh, that relates to this thing that I like. No, but I see we're still going there. I don't feel that was out of context. <laughs> we were talking about the Discord, and that's all I've talked about on the Discord lately. Okay. All right. Talking about League of Legends, and then somehow it spiraled into Flesh and Blood. Night night. Good. Night. No, we were talking about Hearth. <laughs> we were talking about Hearth so. Yes. Once. That's three times we went there. Good God! I don't even have the Battle.net app on my computer. <laughs> all right. I, I will just say good night. Good night. Sleep tight.